Hello and welcome to the Inglorious Bards. I am your fervent Game Master Tom, and this is Episode 12, Forgotten Temple. Thanks for tuning in and listening to the show, and please drop by our website, ingloriousbards.com, our Podbean account, iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, and leave us a message. Let us know what you think about this episode. We want to hear your thoughts about the podcast. In our last adventure, the heroes made contact with the Boglegs and joined them in their Five Stone Challenge. No sooner had the challenge come to an end when a band of orcs came running out of the swamp with swords and bows. And in the middle of that chaos, a kraken hatchling rose out of the bog and started eating everything that moved. Having completed the challenge and dispatching the hatchling, the heroes now return back to the Boglig camp to speak with the chief. What will the chief say to the heroes, and will they find their lost merchant friend? The adventure begins. Several days outside the city of Tullus, a group of frog folk known as the Boglig have made their village along a branch of the Greeny River. A trade group known as the Charlanders have been eager to make a deal with the Bogligs, offering shiny baubles in exchange for passage of their barges free from harassment. Our four heroes have traveled to this village to make this arrangement, only to find that they must prove their strength before being allowed to speak with the Boglig chief. So they raced atop large lizard mounts across a murky swamp, wrestled against the bog legs, and tossed wooden hoops with great agility in a tribal game known as the Five Stone Challenge. During the celebration of their victory, the heroes and bog legs were attacked by an orc warband. No sooner had that battle begun when a massive kraken hatchling rose from the swamp and attacked everything around it. With great perseverance, the heroes, and a few orcs, felled the great beast and staggered away from the battleground. The heroes, exhausted and covered in muck from the swamp, lead the Boglegs, several of their younglings, and the lizard mounts back to the village. Night has fallen, and the welcome torches that light up the village are a welcome sight. You walk out on the large floating dock of wooden poles lashed together and bring your group to the center of the thatched homes. Crack, the Boglig, who took you to the challenge, speaks briefly before turning the attention of the tribe over to you. Crack says, Outsiders, ride for five stone challenge. Much shoving, falling, tossing, all stones hooped before end of waters. But orc attack feast. The whole crowd is just watching intently. Men, he points to the four of you, fight orcs and save younglings, but great evil sits from swamp. Eater of swamp eats again. There's this murmuring and concerned croaking from the boglegs. Men protect boglegs for two times and charge great eater. The entire crowd is just enraptured. Brock then motions to the four of you to tell your side of the story. <laughs> Everyone steps back except for Buck. <laughs> we, 
We protected you. We we fought the orcs that attacked us and um the large the large beast, the large uh kraken. Goblin force? Goblin force! <laughs> no, um yeah, Puck just explains what happened. Um I don't know what exactly they're looking for. He they don't he didn't finish the story. No one knows how the story's ending. <clears throat> I'm on Claire's throat. <clears throat> um Eater of what did he call him? Eater of Eater of Swamp. Um ate Ogram. Mighty Ogram got eaten. Oh at the door. <laughs> Still picking stuff out of my teeth. Avius big magic cast fire upon Eater of Swamp. Puck, little goblin. Mighty goblin force. <laughs> <sighs> Healed, helped. Killed other orcs. Elmon eh, shot some arrows. <laughs> Helped out a little. Elmon, Elmon killed many orcs. <laughs> Ogrim killed no orcs. <laughs> <laughs> While someone from the crowd, where great eater, is dead. And with that, one Swamp of you eat slings over a bloody bag. Uh, from that battle scene, you've recovered 40 silver from the orcs, so you guys can somehow... One gold each, awesome. 40 <laughs> silver from the orcs. Find something bigger next time. As well as you've also recovered seven of their poisoned orc arrows. Ooh. If you want to use those. And one of you may make a survival roll to have harvested uh, its last remaining eyeball that will be worth quite a bit of money to a right buyer back in the city. I will. Elmon? Do the harvesting. All right. Leave it to the hunter. Ten? Ten total survival roll. You have cut out the eyeball and slam it down on this bag and unfurl this giant weird eye with nerve endings dangling off the edge. And the crowd just goes, oh, and there's some, again, croaking and chirping. Grack the Bogleg says, great fighters all. And then he walks over to a couple of the Boglegs and has to do the bad honors of, uh, challenging honors of letting them know that two of the Boglegs did not make it back alive. Um, something before they would have left the scene, uh, Puck was very concerned about um, the dragon. Or not the dragon, I keep calling the dragon, but the lizard. Pokey. that he uh, oh, yeah. made connection with. And uh, last we heard of him, he was flung away. What? Uh, where, where is he? He is here in the village. Okay. He is not uh, harmed much, and you helped walk him back from, very the, good. from the area. He's lashed in a small pen with a couple of the other uh, lizards. Is it clear who is in charge of handling the lizards? Yes. Oh, who's that? <laughs> it's a boglig who's very tall but thin. Puck wants to go over to him. Okay. You part the crowd. They uh, touch you gently in some sort of sign of respect, like a patting of the back, but it's just more of this awkward groping of the back as you go by. And you walk past them. You head over towards this pen that's on this gently floating dock as the river rushes by. And there's a couple of these giant lizards. 
One pokes its head through, and it's your friend Pokey. The scratch him behind the ear. Uh, it likes it, and it licks your hand, and also yeah. tries to bite your hand. Yeah. <laughs> and you walk up to the uh, the caretaker of the uh, lizards, and what do you say? Uh, I pat my chest. I'm Puck. Who are you? I'm Gruen. Gruen, it is good to meet you. Your lizard, lizard, did very well in fight. This one right here. He uh, points at it and then almost loses his finger. <laughs> Would. Would you, would you trade? Can Puck trade for Lizard? He looks confused. Uh, Lizard for five stones. Lizard for Puck. Make a persuasion roll with advantage from the tail that Elmond really helps sell. Um, uh, 15, 15. What trade? Uh, I show him those two pearl rings that I grabbed a few adventures ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's good. <laughs> he takes them. He gives you the keys of the lizard. Very good. <laughs> Starts casting level three fireballs everywhere. <laughs> yeah. He's a, yes, good trade. Good trade. These guys are to talk, to talk on the bobbles. <laughs> 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 All right, you now have a lizard that loves to bite yes. anything within mouth reach, yeah. close in tail, toe. Um, <laughs> what are you going <laughs> to do with him? We're going to put, I don't know what your plan is. Mm, we'll, we'll see. All right. <laughs> put that in your equipment list. Mm-hmm. One pokey. <laughs> um, I also want to cite off to um, Elmon. And, um, Which you can now do literally. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, a little awkward. <laughs> uh, slide him the uh, uh, the magic regeneration ring. Mm. All right. I'll slip that ring on. What? Uh, Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, D eight plus two upon death. That's nice. That's a big heal. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. This five here was one D eight plus two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how many poison arrows did Elmon acquire? Seven. And double can check. I get some stats on those? Um, double check again. Seven poisoned orc arrows. After you hit the target, they have to make a DC 14 constitution save or become poisoned. And poisoned is, oh sweet, uh, they're disadvantaged on ability checks and attack rolls. You can mess someone up. Great. All right, what's your plan? What do you guys want to do? I want to go up to, uh, Puck wants to go up to Grack. Okay. And ask him about the sick one. All right, you go up to Grack. Grack is there. He is um, still telling the tale with big hand motions and young uh, bog legs who weren't able to go are just enraptured and some of the other ones are. He stops and sees you and comes up. It's a different tone now as opposed to they're wary of you, which they surely were when you arrived, or even kind of mocking indifference that you're going to make idiots of yourself in our challenge that they had earlier this afternoon. Now it's a, oh, hey, I'll stop everything I'm doing. You need me. And he comes right up to you. Grack. Puck. Healer. Grack. Bogleg. Show, show me. <laughs> s- <laughs> take take me to sick one. Sick take one. hurt. Oh, only <laughs> Chief Grim Grim allow. Okay. When can we meet? 
Grim, Chief Grim Grim. I think it's time. You slew him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we may see Grim Grim. And he uh, grabs you gently by the shoulder to lead you towards the chief. Oh, okay. Just the two of you, apparently. <clears throat> just There's the Elmon and oh, just oh. You're the only one there. Okay. I try to, like, see if I don't see these guys anywhere, so going on. Do we see this? You can see Puck is doing some nefarious Cylon-like business with this <clears throat> bog leg. Well, Grim can't really see over any of the bog legs around him. It's just, he's in a, where, where, a grove of Puck them. going? Having been victim of Cylon-like behavior in the past, <laughs> I will... <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Uh, Where's my gun? Right. Uh, come on, boys, I think there's something afoot. And um, start heading over towards all right, Avis and Elmond, head over there. Olgrim, you were just yanked out of a great little fun conversation with some people and just pulled by your ear by Elmond. Um, no, no, these are all real. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> and the four of you, with Grack, head towards a large, squat uh, house, which is the chief's structure. I'm glad you guys found me. I was, I was looking all over for you. <laughs> <laughs> We, we were just right over there. Sorry. <laughs> you pass inside. There's a uh, kind of a scaly, leathery, flat door that they uh, grack uh, parts. He says something in a weird, croaky word, and there's a croaky response from this darkness. Your eyes get used to it, especially those of you with low light. Um, and you can see inside is a, a primitive shaman hut. It's the nicest of any of the buildings you've seen here, but still pretty... Pretty primitive. Uh, lots of decorations, um, animalistic things, shamanistic things. They make a lot of use from the uh, nature around them, obviously. At the far side of this uh, hut comes an old bog leg. He uh, has challenged even moving. Each step seems like there's pain. He's weak. He's kind of hunched over. And yet even on these... Uh, unevenly spaced floorboard type thing. He still has very sure footing and is making his way over, making his way over. And Grack retells the story and finishes with great warriors of men. And Grim, 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 Chief Grim, Grim nods. You come from city? Yes. Hey. Uh-huh. Why, city, here? We have come to ask mighty Bogligs and mighty wise chief Grimgum for passage for <coughs> Charlander, um, a group of, of traders through your illustrious bog charlander's flag white and that seems correct that was on their trade house a white flag picture yes yes that is charlander flag white you wish for charlander for going to boglig waters yes 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 and he holds out two hands in some weird cross shape towards you as some mm. sort of sign. 
Um, can I make an insight roll? Sure. <laughs> All right. I'm going to best guess. Um, I will reciprocate the motion. All right. He then places his two on top of your two, and there's this weird, gentle little touching of the hands, and he nods. Charlander's Pass for great warriors. He motions to the four of you with a trembling hand. We've also heard you have sick person here. Puck is healer. Puck is healer, and I believe he may be our friend. We 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 would like to see him, mighty Grimgrim chief. Ooh. He steps back and walks over to a weird mat area and lifts over some leather type thing and another leather type thing. He's looking amongst some belongings where you see there's lots of shiny baubles that he's collected. He looks through and starts picking things little by little, very small Yoda-ish like motions and collecting small things and comes back and hands you, Elmon, since you're speaking for the group, a small little bundle of wraps and a little uh, leather bundle and hands it to you delicately. Mm. For <clears throat> saving Boglig many and fight eater of <laughs> 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 Swamp. Uh, Chief Grimgrim, very generous, very kind. Um, we have tribute from Charlander, and I give him our big bag of baubles. Oh. He takes it, uh, it almost immediately pulls him down to the ground. Grack helps him open it up and look inside. Very shinies. And he seems quite happy and Grack helps pull it over towards the uh, little bedding area, probably planning that one day this will all be his. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Well, we appreciate your... um uh, appreciation of us. We, we... And now, uh, the greatest gift. Yes. He looks at Grack and Grack nods and gives a weird bug leg smile. Grack says, You come and motions all of you outside with the chief. Uh, follow. Yeah. That's so rude. I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> you head outside, surrounding the entrance, very quick ad hoc, is a ring of the entire village are there. And uh, they brought in some torches. Everyone's standing there very silently. You guys are brought out. And the chief says, You are worthy Five stone tribe. And the crowd goes, yay, croak, 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 croak. He hands out, and Grack really helps him out. Um, He hands each of you guys a cord necklace with a single crocodile tooth on it that Grack places over your heads. And the chief says, you boggling now 
And the crowd cheers again. Yay! I croak. <laughs> and there's some music that's played, knocking some wood things together, and people are happy. And um, Grack tries to keep people away from you guys, though, and says uh, to you, you rest, you stay long as want. We we must see this, this sick one. We must help him. And he turns to the chief, and the chief says, In mourning, you see your friend from River. Uh, why, why must we wait? Why can't we see him now? He is healing night. Can, can our healer, Puck, Maybe see him. We can wait till morning, but Puck, mighty healer, heal all. You guys look like crap right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah like, this is not a good selling point. Make a persuasion roll disadvantage because he does not. This is against his policy. Might swim. Nine. Morning. <laughs> morning it is. Very, very, very well, Chief. Uh, grim, grim. So be it. Uh, you guys enjoy some uh, bit of refreshing food, some great, actually great, clean-tasting water that you don't get in the city. And Grack takes the four of you and again says, Rest and stay long or small time. And takes the four of you over towards some different buildings that are on this village. Uh, and it kind of assigns you some. And to Olgram, he points you towards a square one, which is pretty rare in this, and points about maybe 30 feet away and says, uh, rest. And you walk over there. Pocky takes you to a smaller one that's a little taller than the others. I don't know why a taller person doesn't get it, but you, the smallest, get it. And he points you over there. I still sneak over to Olgram's. And uh, the other two, you guys, uh, Elmond and Avius, <laughs> you guys are led off to another area. I sneak into pucks. Olgram, <laughs> yeah. you are at yours. It does not have any uh, flap at the door, unfortunately. It just goes right in. Uh, you go inside. There is a boglig there, a taller female boglig with a spear standing tall and ornate necklace of bones around her neck. She stands proudly in the house uh, that's made up of a very low table, some bags hanging from pegs, and a large hammock, a single large hammock. <laughs> chicken bronco. She stares at the dwarf as he enters. She is not surprised at your arrival in any way. She's surprised at my height. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get in this hammock? <laughs> she looks at you and she speaks. <clears throat> Dead mate goic. New mate, dwarf, food eat, dwarf, <laughs> then we sing as two. <laughs> I don't need an insight, Earl. <laughs> well, that's, that's just fine. Um, <laughs> He's so out of element. <laughs> I've taken a lot of damage. Could you wait outside? <laughs> uh, he tries to usher her out. Uh, she pulls you gently towards uh, a low table where you can sit and have food. 
Would you like to make some grappling rolls or some jacks? Merry dwarf. Have bog leg of my own. Uh, um, she sits you down and gently pushes you down so you sit at the table. <laughs> Try not to Amazon hurt you. Amazon bog leg. <laughs> and she. Gets by snoo snoo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dwarven snoo snoo. <laughs> and she brings you some food. It is. Uh, fish that's been out for a long time, a bogleg delicacy. And she brings it out and she, on a little woodenish plate, but there's no silver or anything like that. And she actually brings it up and puts it right next to your mouth <laughs> for you to eat from her hand. For your tongue to lash out and grab it. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be sadly disappointed a bit. <laughs> this is, this is very nice. Uh. I think anything going into anyone's mouth is a little tiresome at this point. I'd like to rest. <laughs> and tries to get up and move over to the hammock again. All right. So you uh, get over to the hammock. Make an acrobatics roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that kind of hammock. Thank God it's... <laughs> There's clasps. <laughs> Why? Why does each leg go in its own harness? <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Make an acrobatic roll. There's no uh, five avoidance. seconds to decide. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's <laughs> you get into the hammock, spin around, and as she tries to motion to get towards oh. the hammock, you're able to knock her back a little bit and feign as though you're ignorant of it and that you're asleep, and she totally buys it. Oh, okay. <laughs> And she walks to the other oh, side social of this uh, house and just sits on the other side staring at you all night long. Poor mateless bogleg girl. <laughs> Puck, you've arrived into a taller but narrower um, uh, a structure. Conjugal house. Inside, you <laughs> drop your pack. You're tired from the battle. And, uh, Where do you put Pokey? He's still in the pen. In the pen? Okay, okay. That's my line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are suddenly Puck startled when you realize you're not alone in this uh, room either. At the uh, far side of the room is a female Bogleg laying on a bunch of mats on the floor. She is massive, huge. <laughs> the poles of the ground, the floorboard are just creaking under her weight as she shifts gently. And she, you look at her and just, you don't know what to say. And she speaks as well. She says, new mate goblin, closer, for we sing now. What are we going to sing? She extends with a challenge, a big, fat, boggling <laughs> hand and motions for you to come join her at the mats. Okay. <laughs> Grim Goblin Force! <laughs> Are you gonna join her? Yeah. All right, we'll uh, we'll pause we'll, here. We'll have that fadeaway cut into that heart shape. <laughs> Zone transition. Uh, Elmon and Avis, you guys are taken to an empty uh, structure, just the two of you, and are able to get a good night's rest. <laughs> I'm quite content. I uh, know, I sleep contentedly. <laughs> I sleep behind you, spooning you contently. With a natural I'm 20, so does, content. so does Olgrim. 
Uh. All right, it is morning time. <laughs> Olgram, you come out of your house batting away this bog leg that you don't need breakfast right now. Uh, <laughs> hastily trying to get your armor on. You, everyone has completed a long rest, mm-hmm. except maybe Puck. Everyone has completed <laughs> yeah. a long rest. So you get back half your max hit points, uh, half your hit dice, and uh, all your spells back and any powers that are related to that. So you're feeling a lot better now. And you can also spend hit dice to... God, there's still people that are crazy I I damaged. I've not figured Definitely. it out yet. Oh, do I? So if my max hit points is 42, I get back 21? Yes. Do I have to choose how many hit dice I'm going to heal before nope. I roll them? You can string it along. Okay. I get back 21 plus whatever I I'm have. start rolling. Yes. Not two Eight. in addition to. Bad. So 21 is one. Yeah. Yes. 38. That's me. Oh. And then you can spend hit dice if you need to. It's sad that Olgrim's just not touching anything over there with his hit points. Yes. All right. So I am back to 51 now after spending two hit dice. Nice. I'm good. I'm only damaged by two hit points. Okay. It is cold. There are clouds hanging over. The water is running quickly underneath this Boglig village. <coughs> and looks like Puck's healing too. Don't let me rush you. Um, bu- 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 some math. Yep, I'm good. And, and Elmon is 50. <coughs> Excuse me. What's that? I'm up to 51. Oh, thank you. Okay, and uh, Olgrim comes out and joins Elmon and Avius in the center of the village area. Where's Puck? I don't know, but I had a fine night. Good long sleep. I don't suppose any of you had uh, company? Oh, I had Elmon. That's all I need. Okay, well, they put some Bogleg soldierette in my in my uh, tent there. Oh. I was just wondering. Uh, a, a guard at the door? She seemed to have more on her mind than just guarding. Oh, oh, oh. I, I, I don't know, but I think well, they want to make her my rude. wife. It's a great insult to the Bogleg people to not uh, participate in their activities. I don't know that I can amend to that. <laughs> Puck, I believe you said you were participating in their activities. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Uh, I need you to make a nature the roll, shop- <laughs> Oh, no. A nature roll. Wait, really? <laughs> uh, 19? Whoa! Whoa! You- Puck rocked her world. <laughs> he went into bear form. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Puck comes out with a little skip and a whistle. He's... <laughs> He's happy. Come back nine months later. <laughs> 30 little goblin uh, boglings. It's only three weeks for boglings. Yeah. Their life only three years. Remember? That's good. I had a great night. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you guys fare? There's a cracking hatchling in there. <laughs> he wipes caviar off his lips. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I feel dirty. <laughs> How do you think Puck feels? <laughs> Great, apparently. <laughs> Just, uh, Puck, you smell a little. <laughs> <Where is she? laughs> yep. 
Grack is there. Um, and he is taking you towards the healing hut and says, follow me, Boglings. And uh, walks out of the village down along the cliff face where the river runs and there are torches that have died out or are just about to die out now that's uh, almost bright morning time and you walk along for some distance a um, couple minutes away from town and then the, there's a cut in the cliff face where you went earlier with the lizards and everything to go to the challenge about an hour and a half away you just keep going a little bit further and there is a wide tall not tall I'm sorry wide uh, house on stilts, just like uh, maybe half the size of the chiefs on stilts out in the river with a, a wooden uh, gangway up to it. And he leads you over there and takes you up and uh, in you guys go. Oh, uh, totally forgot. In the middle of the night or what have you, before you guys rested, Elmon and Avius, you guys did... Uh, get to go through the <laughs> gift of the Chief Grimgrim, the wrapped oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. He gave you six rune stones, two oh. of which were spent and useless, grayed out. Um, he just doesn't really know the value of it. Two of which are blue and two of which are yellow. And he also gave you two different small vials that are uh, also seem to be magic in nature and you guys can each uh, two of you um, have spent the night to figure out what one of those is what yeah. okay one of the vials or <clears throat> one of the items yes made? one of the items I would say runes first what well, we each get to choose right? each pick one yeah right, you do a rune I'll do a vial which one uh, the blue runes. You don't need to roll the blue. You were able to spend some time and figure out that those are one use only, and they will cast a level four spell of flight. Ooh. Wow. Which means you can affect up to two people. For how long? I don't know the answer to that. Let me That's look. maybe relevant. That's the next day. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Uh, ten minutes. Okay. And it's normally a concentration spell. It doesn't matter. It's contained within the magic of the rune. So you could not be broken due to losing, getting hit or something. Gotcha. So a full 10 minutes. Wow. Um, and then what were you doing, Elmon? One of the vials, which I assume they're the same. So. Uh, they are not. Okay. One is yellow. One is uh, silverish. Silver. Yellow, silver. You have identified this um, with... Habeas's help a little bit. Uh, you're able to identify this as a potion of invulnerability. When you drink this for one minute, which is about 10 combat rounds, so a combat, for one minute after you drink this potion, you have resistance to all damage. So everything is cut in half. Okay. <laughs> there you are. You guys are walking up the gangplank and you are... Opening up the door. There we go. Uh, go ahead. Yes, dear. Mm. <laughs> that makes Savia smile. Savvy nodding back and forth. Um, you mind if I hold on to these? Or do you want to? The runes? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you can keep the runes. Oh, you want the vials now? Yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> Grabs them, takes flight. <laughs> Did you want Sucka! the vial? <laughs> I don't care. <clears throat> okay. I figure we probably give the vial to Olgrim. Oh. I'm not drinking anything. Don't look at me with your magics. How about if your little boglic lady gave it to you? (laughs) Yours was little? (laughs) (laughs) He still has indentations on him. (laughs) She has just a puck shape. (laughs) Uh, You go inside, you open up the door. There's another one of those little leathery flaps uh, and... Grack uh, motions you to go inside. Inside, it's a little dark. They have lots of different incense things. Their form of healing. It's pretty crude and ritualistic. You're not sure how effective. And Puck, you can immediately see your patient is there on the other side of the room. It's a it's a man who's obviously in pain, rocking back and forth. Elma, you finally look, and you see a man who is a stranger to you. Yep, not our guy. Let's go. <laughs> no, we got it. I want to take a look at him. And he looks up as you approach Puck, and he says, rocking back and forth, the seven will come, the seven will fall, oh. the seven will come, the seven will fall. Healing failed. Put an arrow through him. <laughs> Done. You're going to shoot him? Um, no. Oh, all right. Not just yet. So are we... He's like here? completely out of it, right? He's... He... Puck tries to talk to him, does No, he... as you started to walk across the room, he looked up and said that to okay. you. Yeah. Um, is... I'll close the flap. <laughs> And like be like, step back, crack. All right, you want Grack outside or inside? Yeah, no, Grack. Grack is outside. This is this is hero time. (laughs) (laughs) Big boys are gonna talk now. Uh, Do we? um, Do we we take him back to to Tolst? No, no. Drown him. Make that happen a little quicker. Does he? Does he have a pack or does he have any personal belongings? Uh, you see no personal... Oh, let me double check. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Just lost it. Um, pack, personal belongings. Shoot, where is he at? Uh, no. Uh, you see he is wearing a robe with some unusual symbols drawn on the little lapel sides. The same symbols we've seen before. They could be, you believe, Puck, and Olgrim, they are definitely a symbol you saw on your torturer back underneath the city a week or two ago. Doesn't the temple want these people? For interrogation? That's what I, uh, am suggesting. You want to take them all the way back? We're... I have no love for them, but imagine what the temple would do to him. Functioning as agents of the temple to met out uh, justice? <clears throat> I'd, hey, we I'd, can. I'd, I'd say we serve justice here. It's too short. What uh, What would the dear Bogwigs think if we were to dispatch this gentleman? I don't think they'd care that much. Uh, they've been spending their time and efforts trying to heal him. I think they would be confused and perhaps dismayed. Well, we can say the healing failed. W- uh, with an arrow. <laughs> with an arrow through. <laughs> <laughs> he has uh, risen up 
and is standing on his feet, still looking at Puck, still repeating, Seven will come, seven will fall, staring right at you, Puck. Uh, Elmon will approach. All right. Give him the yellow vial, see what happens. <laughs> He's flying. He flies away. <laughs> I'm going to um, go, if he doesn't make much move, I will just kind of move in around behind him and... Um, Put an arm around his neck and start to squeeze. Oh, all right. As you get, uh, so Puck's in the middle of the room. You guys are at the far end with the door. As you get a beam Puck, um, maybe 20 feet away from the guy, he makes a motion with his hand and you see um, a magical sheen go over him of protection. And you see he is continuing to cast a spell at either Puck or you. You're not sure what. I'll charge him. You're going to charge him. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's do some initiative. He is casting a spell. I've rolled initiative. Elmon is up first. Damn. Um, I know I'm close. I got to. <laughs> <laughs> How far away am I? You're 20 feet away. That's probably within bow range, I'm guessing. Um. Oh, by the way, I totally forgot to mention, you guys as players also get rewards of one DM inspiration die for taking down that massive crack in thing. Oh, I'll take that. Thank you. Um... Yeah, I kind of was hoping he would die of natural pauses. Um, you have five seconds to decide. I will. Four. Uh, yeah, three. I guess I will draw my bow and fire. All right, drawing your bow and all that will be your bonus action, and then you may fire. All right, first shot. Is, he, is he still wounded? Yeah, he is wounded. Uh-huh. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will. Oh, no, my bonus action. Okay, never mind. I can't Hunter's Mark him on oh. top of that. Uh, that would be a 21 to hit. Is a hit. 12 points of damage. 12. <clears throat> Got it. And second shot. Go ahead. Uh, 27. That's a huge hit. Seven more points of damage. Got it. Boom. Arrow goes through his magical defenses. Second arrow goes through his magical defenses. He finishes casting his spell. A massive <laughs> bouquet of roses appears. <laughs> of peace and diplomacy. <laughs> a massive uh, swirling tornado of cone of cold uh, emanates from his hand and blasts you all. Cold. Cone cold. Of cold. Cone of cold. Cold. Cold ash. Cold. Uh, let me check the range. Yep, all of you guys. All of you guys are hit by this crystal ice that blasts um, violently from his hand, and each of you must make a constitution saving throw. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Eight, <laughs> there were like four more rolls in this. 18. Thing. Uh, 18. Let me check his spell DC. Uh, Puck is good. 24. That's good. I failed. Uh, Elmon is <laughs> taking the brunt in the front. 19. Oh, Elmon takes the brunt of it, <clears throat> saving you guys all from massive damage. Everyone in the back takes 22 points of cold damage. What? Elmon, you take 44 points of cold damage. Hee <laughs> hee. Massive blast of ice <laughs> rocks and blasts you guys. Take 22, you said? 22. Elmon, are you still on your feet? I am. I'm very angry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> next is Olgrim. 
Olgrim charges forward and begins an assault. You can charge your... Um, what's your move? Is 20 unless I'm hindered by some cold thing. Yeah, no, you're 20. Uh, he is about 35 feet away, 35, 40 feet away. So you'd have to do a move, move. I'll do a move, move. <clears throat> and I will still attack using my... Second wind. Second wind. Not, no, not second wind. Um, what is it called? <laughs> Action surge. Action surge. All right. You... Olgrim just barrels in with a battle cry. And attacks. Swords out, swinging. Uh, that is a 20 non-natural. Hit. <clears throat> that is nine points of damage. Second attack? Slashing. I don't get a second attack for a... I don't think so. No, you're doing it, oh, you get an action. Uh, and your action gives you two. I'll take that. Another non-natural 20. Great. Nice. Full damage, 11 points. Okay. Want to describe that at all, what you just did? Charge forward, lunge through. Uh, sword just literally in front of me, uh, screaming. Pierced him, cut his leg, then followed back through with a slash through the chest. He was a little hurt before. He's significantly hurt now, for sure. And when you do that... He shouts to Olgrim in particular, not shouts, but says to you, Olgrim, looking in the eyes, you heard him, still trying to blast Elmon with gold, says to you, Olgrim, your death will herald the awakening of the Herod. Say that three times real yeah. fast. Good luck with that. Uh, next up is... Hot. Um... Uh, Thorn Whip... Okay. Uh, 21. As a hit. Seven points of damage. Okay, and you can move him, I believe. Uh, I will not. Seven points. That's pretty good for Puck, right? Yeah. And Avius. Um, yeah, Avius will do Firebolt. Firebolt. Sorry. Uh, hold that thought. I got a ring. He is going to, uh, counterspell that. So he cancels it. It's a very inefficient use of his magic, but he's getting pretty desperate here because you guys have heard him a lot. So he cancels your spell. You cast it, and just as the fire is about to release, he cancels it. Uh, you still have a move and a bonus if you have anything else left in your arsenal. It's right into the cone of cold. Um, I, I don't. I just try and whip up a new, I'm preparing for a new spell. Okay. The cultist seems quite pleased canceling this massive fireball spell that he thought was coming and is trying to watch out for this crazed dwarf right in front of him. He's got a situation there for sure. <laughs> situation. And then he looks even more, he's got this dwarf right in his face. He's been shot as well multiple times, but he doesn't look as panicked as he does now when all of you can hear behind you and outside a tremendous splashing noise out in the river. <laughs> <laughs> And Elmon, you're up at the start of the round. 
this is not going to go well. Not even a little bit. <sighs> um. Okay, uh, I will hunter's mark him. Okay. And I will fire another arrow. Shoot away. That will be a 25. Another hit. With 10, 14, 17 points of damage. You have dropped him. And he drops, grabbing at the armor of the dwarf in front of him, still trying to claw and hurt you in some way before the life leaves him, and he collapses dead, his blood dripping down through the bambooish floor. We might need to get out of here. Uh, and Elmon will quickly turn tail and run out of the... Uh... Elmon, we might need to get out of here. He's <laughs> <laughs> gone! Elmon's out the door, knocking As over Greg. As you walk by me, I'm going to... Trip you. Do a uh, cure wounds on you. A big uh, cure wounds. 15, uh, 16. That was a level... 3. 3? Huge cure wounds. Oh. Okay. You've been healed on the way out. Uh, what would the rest of you like to do? Uh, I'm gonna... Yeah, be right on his feet. Alright, following suit. Yeah. I hobble my way out. Alright, you hobble your way out. Olgrim, you are the slowest of the lot, and by the time you get to the door, you see Grack is picking himself up off the gangway uh, since Elmon knocked him over. And <laughs> as you are there, All you, the way, <laughs> as you help him up to his feet, you hear a uh, snapping of beams and wood sound from behind, and you glance back and can see crazy, weird, uh, pale, barbed, hooked. Uh, slicing through the roof and the side. This thing is like uh, probably about three and a half feet long, this curved hook thing, and it's just piercing through like some giant scythe and then tearing through. And you start continuing down the gangway. The rest of you who are already at the other end and are safely on the path um, look back and see multiple... Uh, well, yeah, multiple tentacles that have lashed out, each of them ending in this crazy white barbed hook and just shredding this structure left and right. You can see not one, but two mouths of this creature that is um, halfway out of the water. It's kind of globular in shape. It's blackish and has kind of a shark sheen to it. It has eyes that are slit, slitted and has this double mouth section that is gnawing and snapping the stilts that are supporting it. And the whole structure now, half of it drops, and you can see its focus is still trying to get inside and um, tear apart this uh, the inside of the building, and also the, anyone inside, which is the cultist at the moment, <clears throat> whose body is being pulled and shredded by this thing. Uh, Olgrim is kind of high-stepping it out of there. Now. We're just kind of <laughs> trying to remain as quiet, trying not to make too much What's happening this with the rest apart. of the village? Village, you can barely even see. You had to walk quite a ways uh, away. Okay, okay. It's like a 10, 15-minute walk. Is to this bigger than the Kraken Hatchling? Um, no. This oh, is, uh, yeah, remember. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember it. What? 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 Kobolds. <laughs> remember the first the guy we cave. ran into? The ship. Um, the, uh, the, 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 the ship that we helped that was all scored up on the side in like episode one or something. You think that's it? Uh, it's yes. Oh. 
It's the same thing. Because remember, he called it, we heard it, and we got back into the cave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dashun. Right. I threw away some of my. It's <laughs> oh. not important. Uh, threw away hmm. my gold count with it. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, you had 436 gold. Yeah. As long Is that as what's happening? Sure. Because uh, part of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, tremendous crunching and shredding. Sections snap off like. Uh, popsicle sticks and go flying through the air as and you guys are maybe 50 feet away on the bank watching Holgram is just running through the group oh okay it's there he's just yeah. keeps beelining yeah. through yeah i'm not no interested option. in fighting it yeah mm-hmm. all right heading back to the village then <laughs> yeah back to the all right well ish uh, hopefully it doesn't follow us so you're heading back to the village yeah yeah okay you guys are back at the village with uh, Grack uh, asking, what you do? Everyone, everyone, get away from the water. Go to safety, higher ground, something. Uh, now. Now. <laughs> Make a persuasion leadership-ish role, persuasion. Oh, and do it at advantage. You are the recent hero of the five stone trap. One, one of them. <laughs> um 21 21 people move instantly there's all the bog legs come out of their houses they're running except your house your lady's a little hard to move there puck um, but all the others are puck's Jabba got an no outfit <laughs> no puck all the others are running and they're heading towards uh high ground or at least they're getting towards any of the structures that are more towards the cliff face and listening to you, um, Grack is leading the chief and helping him out. And Grack's trying to explain uh, what's going on. You guys have them all out there, and you watch, and you can see uh, nothing coming down or up the river towards you. And you wait several minutes and a long time, and nothing comes. Did you see that thing coming, Grack? Or did it just come up out of the river? I see no. Very well. The uh, <clears throat> human you were had in there, the the person, he was not my friend. He was uh, people we've run into before. That bad, bad. He's a bad man. Yeah, very bad. He brought that creature. We found River... One son before you. Um, if you find any more and they say the seven will come, the seven will fall, drown them. <laughs> <laughs> Make a persuasion roll with advantage, as you are also a hero of the Five Stone Tribe. Natural 20. They are going to be drowning bitches all the time. You said seven. <laughs> seven. Number seven is and outlawed. Seven, <laughs> seven has been outlawed. And a, and a sudden a cascade the... effect occurs. Oh, yeah. This episode leads to the Seven war years from now, multiple generations, the seventh child will always be killed. It's just constant. It's a good this... thing they're not the tribe of the seven stones. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be bad. <laughs> Prime directive the shit out of me. <laughs> All right. And you think everything's coast is clear? Yeah. Hmm? Oh, he didn't follow. I'm not used to 
I'm not used to not being chased. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Some of the Boglig uh, warriors that you tussled with in the swamp yesterday return, and they say there's no sign of the healing house, but nothing uh, around there either that's got hooks or mouths. Sorry about your uh, healing house. You've ruined their stone challenge. <laughs> You've ruined their healing house. Their healing house. <clears throat> One of their women are pregnant. <laughs> You've ruined their their genealogy. <laughs> <laughs> their gene pool oh. has been contaminated by Goblin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What would you like to do? You guys are welcome there. Our job here is done, Mom. <laughs> as long as you want. Where do you think your friend has gone? And if he's not here, he... We're probably going to have to talk to those mercenaries. Yeah, we're probably going to have to deal with the ivory swords. Why? Because we're still trying to find my friend Rolnik. I mean, technically, we did what you... Agreed to do, but true. I agree. We should we should go talk to the but, mercenaries. Yeah, I I would still like to find Rolnik. I have a feeling not a lot of talking is going to be going on. <clears throat> All right, my sword's sharp. We thought Let's we go. were going to have to fight these bog legs too, and now we're their heroes. We come back next time. We'll probably have like little. Statues of baubles made out of us. The effigies. <laughs> You'll have a, a bit more than that made out of you. <laughs> let's let's not talk about that. Um, I say we take a we take a rest and and then piss out. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, another rest. I I could use a rest. Another short rest, rest or I'm you want to spend chilly. the night for a long rest. Uh, short rest can use hit dice. Is that correct? Sure. Oh, uh, yeah. I think a short rest, and then we can go. Okay. Hit dice away as needed. Recover what's necessary. Avius didn't even lose any big spells. I did not. It was I'm up to 40. It was canceled. I should have used I'm going to cure light wounds myself though, as well. And five. So 45 will do, I guess, for now. Not quite max. I recover but. 17. I recover 10. 17. 17. But I've now used all of my hit dice. So. At where were you at? I was at 16. You guys spend some time in rest, and then you start gathering your supplies, and Grat comes over looking a little confused. You stay. <clears throat> we'll come back we have another to, time. We have to find the elf's friend. We thought he was here. Crack, come for city? Well, we're not necessarily going to the city. Crack, you should stay here. Protect Boglig people. Crack, Mighty warrior must stay and protect Boglicks. He nods and agrees. Uh, Thank Pac, you. Are you bringing your? Uh... No, no, no. Nope. <laughs> you hear? Oh, I'm, br- I'm bringing Pokey. Okay, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. That's... Sorry, but 
Yeah. Too many euphemisms going around. A lizard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. So you guys are heading out. You grab your gear. They give you some food. I'm not sure if you want to eat or not for your trip out. And Puck, you grab your lizard as you walk by a slightly small but towerish house. You hear a loving voice call out, Puck. Go say goodbye to your lady friend. <laughs> I push Puck in. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, go see my friend. <laughs> She's a friend, huh? <laughs> Man, we're going to be here all night. Oh, you're back. Puck, <laughs> <laughs> you go inside. Uh, she does. She's heard it. Through the grapevine that you're leaving and doesn't want you to go. Pox day. I can't. And that's how we lost our goblin. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, grabs onto you. Pox day. No, I can't. I I will be back, but I have things to do. My my friends and I have have missions. We have. Uh, we have we have to save. It's people. okay, Puck. We're good. <laughs> you can stay here. Shut up, <laughs> Puck. Best I've ever had. <laughs> Puck, make a persuasion roll, and if you fail, you'll, then you'll have to make a strength roll. <laughs> and then Constitution. <laughs> and then Constitution. Uh, eighteen. Eighteen. Wow. A giant gravyish tear appears Great. on her eyes. <laughs> Really, she couldn't be strong. She's got. <laughs> and she lets go. <laughs> Miss Puck. I miss you too. She strokes you gently on the cheek, knocking you over. <laughs> and uh, out you scamper quickly. Yeah, we jump on Pokey. She starts shredding this thing like a giant tentacle two mouth thing. <laughs> <laughs> And you guys are out and are walking along the north side of the bank and making your way down the river. Maybe this is not excited about facing these guys with only half hit points. Well, I mean, we don't have to go into it like it's a fight. But you know it's going to be. <laughs> I'm trying to sneak in and sneak out. You guys can also stay here for weeks. You can stay another day and get full... Almost full health back. Whatever you want to do. Puck's good. <laughs> Puck's a one and done, apparently. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, I can give you here. Yeah, I can heal you. I'll, um, I got, I got a shit ton of health spots. We have okay. potions, too. We have all kinds here. of stuff. Three. Thanks. <laughs> done! That's all he needed. Eight. Three plus eight is eleven. That gets me up to thirty-seven. What's your max? Forty-two. That's that's enough. That's enough for away. what is the question? All right, you guys are hiking. Do you have any healing potions on you? No. I'll give you Sleep one potion. I'll give you one of my healing potions. <laughs> oh, thanks, Elman. You don't like what you see? Just close your eyes. <laughs> Making your way along the river and through the woods, water? you go. Hmm. And uh, walking past trees, up and down slopes, uh, trying to follow the river along, knowing in about a day or two you'll uh, hit that uh, 
Bargetown and then make your way south. Trying to be keenly aware of the water, what's moving in it, specifically large and All right. barbed tentacly things. Didn't we ask the, the barge people to stay there for a little bit? You did, and you asked for a price, and they gave you a price, and you said go to hell. Oh, okay. Damn recording. It's <laughs> 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 worth a shot. All right. <clears throat> it is, I'd say, 1, 2 o'clock mid-afternoon as you guys are walking, and you see your path is leading you towards a r- steep rise Oh, yeah. Of a hill, and it is that structure you saw on the way in. It is a, um, I believe it was a, <laughs> identified as a temple-style structure that was built into the side, or built, and then the hill came over it. But essentially a grass-covered, um, very narrow temple that's butted right up against, it's about 40, 50 feet tall, butted right up against the river. Should we stop and have a quick look-see? Weren't you interested in this, Grim? I haven't left, uh, haven't had my eyes taken off of it since it's come over the rise. <clears throat> it is a lovely piece of stonework, isn't it? Well, let's, let's stop. And as he's talking, he's slowly walking towards him. All right. So lovely. And... <clears throat> tries to get inside it if he can. Okay. You walk up to the top, and near the top, you find a set of whitish steps, stone steps, that curve around towards the face um, and where there is a balcony and an opening into the uh, cliffside slash stonework temple. So you walk down the steps. 40 feet below you is the grainy river rushing on by. You don't see any large things moving around. You don't see any boats. You can't see the uh, village from here. It's all just wilderness and trees as far as you can see. Wind is blowing as you guys approach this opening. It is a just a cut opening of darkness that leads into the mountain. And this whole uh, stone face is very white. Everything's white, whitish stone, bright whitish stone. Um... Yes, what's the, is there any markings? Are there any depictions? The, there are no markings or depictions. There is just another set of stairs that go the other way. So you could have two entra- two groups coming. They both arrive at this balcony. It had it had a railing made of ornate stone, so you could walk up to it and see and look down over the water. But half of that has crumbled away and uh, may have had a door or something, but you just see an opening now. Is Olgrim going in? Oh, Olgrim's going in. Puck's right behind him. Okay. Olgrim. After you. Maybe it's his third. (laughs) (laughs) Olgrim's inside. You walk down just a couple stairs, and inside is a white stone room with that's maybe 30 by 30 feet and uh again very white at the in the middle of this room is a skeleton lying on the ground a small shaped skeleton and lining the walls are four brass big brass plates maybe 
five by five brass plates, two two on each of the walls to the left and right. Uh, on the opposite side of the room are uh, is an, another opening with stairs that descend down. Puck wants to go over to the small skeleton and um, see if he can see what it what it was and how it died. All right. Boom! A magical glyph fires off white energy. You need to make a dexterity save as you tumble away. Five. Five. You take the brunt of it for 20 radiant damage. Wow. Puck is blasted and... Watch out for traps! He falls on the ground. Very similarly in the location of the skeleton, in the same pose and shape as that skeleton. Oh. <laughs> and he skitters across three more runes as they... <laughs> Thanks for the warning. <laughs> I went down... F- I went down first. I know, but I went pocket. straight went past you. Went for, the, oh, okay, okay. I was like, I should have traded that. You all right? I'm all right. Oh, get back up and... Okay. Don't move. Are you going to stand up? <laughs> <laughs> crawl away. I'll crawl, crawl away. away. You're going to crawl away. You're <laughs> moving from your current position to another position on the same Trying plane. to get moving back. <clears throat> okay. Do you oh, want to do, do, oh, do that? Wait, what's, okay, I guess describe what I'm on. <laughs> you are on stone floor. There are brass, large brass plates on the side walls. Yep. And where did this energy come from? The floor. <laughs> They put for a second puck. Um, let's take a look here. See if we can. can I uh, can I? From. I want to cast uh, find traps. Sure. You may do so. Um, so. Are you going to move yes. to do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm going to see what I can do. So, um, describe how you cast a spell. Uh, I uh, <laughs> yeah. it. uh, I put my hands together and uh, um. Kind of like uh, my fingers intertwined, and as I spread my hands apart, um, aura comes out from me. Oh, right, um, and the little pinging thing. What was the uh, distance? 100, 120 feet. Shoom! Out it goes. You detect a trap somewhat similar to this one in essence. Uh, about 60... About... No, no, no. Sorry. About... 30 feet in front of you and 60 feet below you. Okay. And like where I'm at too, or? No, this whole room is clear. (laughs) Hmm. Do you trust the spell? Is it two separate traps (laughs) or one trap that's 30? There's one 30 feet. Separate one. I can actually make an arcana roll. Uh, 14. You are able to identify that this trap that you just triggered is still here, but it is inactive and will recharge uh, morning the next day. Okay. I'll stand up. Boom! (laughs) And uh, tell the group, guys, there's some traps. (laughs) Um, There's one 34 feet in front of us and one 60 feet below. No, that is a single trap. That is 30 oh. feet ahead of you and 60 feet down. Do the hypotenuse and oh, that's okay. where it's at. Got you. There's a trap ahead of us down the stairs. 
Beware. Gotcha. So it's hard. You all right? Yep. You don't look all right. I'm <laughs> you good. don't look all right. <laughs> I'm good. <clears throat> um, Elmon will investigate these brass plates to see if he can discern any sort of meaning or uh, intent behind them. Yes, indeed. There are four brass plates. They're five by five, somehow attached to the wall. You're not sure how. And each of them, there are two on one side and two on the other side of the room. Each of them are covered in engravings that depict specific scenes. Anything relevant to... I don't know if it's relevant, but I can describe them if sure, you want. let's do it. Sure. One of them is engraved with a heroic-looking smaller figure, uh, someone diminutive or a child, that's pushing back a swath of darkness hanging over many people. Look, it's you, Puck. That would be bringing darkness over me. <laughs> <laughs> the second brass plate is engraved with images of people gathered in a circle around a man. It depicts um, a tall man. Let me make sure here. Uh, no, no, most of the people are holding hands. Some look to be joining or leaving the group. It's not hard. It is hard to tell if they're joining or leaving. The third one on the other side is a cruder engraving, a different artist and much rougher in artistic style. It depicts a tall man in a robe made of hexagons. These are more like stick figure-ish type shapes. Uh, tall man in a robe made of hexagons standing on a sharp hill looking over a river with a boat and several people on that boat sailing away. And then the last one also has improved, uh, I'm sorry, uh, crude engravings, and it's only maybe a third of the way finished from left to right, and the other two thirds have been completed, but not in chiseled out engraving. They've been completed with magic, and it's white lines of figures and motion, not motion, but figures and, and scenes, and it's just lightly just moving and pulsing little white lines to finish that artistic motif. And that is, what is that one? It is, uh, depicts a um, sad, tall man surrounded by hexagons. He has his hands extended out to give affection or be loved in return. You're not sure which. Hmm. This makes sense to any of you guys? No. <laughs> one chose... A hero of sorts is, is saving the day. The next is uh, some people surrounding this character. Uh, then they're leaving, and then uh, they're back. So no, got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ogorm would like to check and uh, see how old what's the how old these uh, this temple is. Okay. Uh, make a stonework roll. What were we doing on that one? History? Uh, history. With your advantage. Yes. Of stone knowledge. Uh, ten. Ten total? Ten total. You are guessing a couple hundred years old, but you're not sure. Three. <laughs> Zero to three. And then Olgrim will go over to... Puck, make sure he's okay, he's upright and moving, and check on this uh, skeleton that he seemed so keen on before. All right, there is a skeleton there. It is uh, a, make a survive, no, sorry, nature roll, nature. Oh, uh, just my nature. Nine. Nine. 
You cannot tell. It's a small um, figure. Died um, quite some time ago. And uh, on it is a uh, dagger that is uh, rusty. Possibly worth a few coins if you want to try and sell it. And that's it. Not keen on touching it. <clears throat> Shapes were hexagons. Hexagon. <clears throat> oh, look, Stannis! I was just gonna ask. Well, okay, uh, Puck wants to take a closer look at the plates. Do they move at all, or are they, they're very fixed on the wall? Puck goes over and he starts yanking and pulling on things, and <laughs> bam! No, there's uh, no motion. They are firmly attached to the wall. There does not appear to be. Actually, make an investigation roll. You might glean um, an eight. An eight. You have no additional information I can provide you at this time. We have one more person that's going to be Avius. You're taking a good look at this. Feeling the edges, trying to release the secret door. Roll it on the thing. Natural 20. <laughs> all right. Uh, you have completely checked out all of these plates and are confident that there's nothing hidden or secretive about them in any way. The only thing unusual is the magic that's finishing the art form on the last panel that I described and you are able to uh, lightly touch it with the sleeve of your robe, and it actually moves almost like sand if it were laying flat on the ground. You could brush it slightly off to the side, but it's just there. It's quivering white lines that keep that shape of whatever it is. I draw a tic-tac-toe board on it. <laughs> no. It's a sketch. <laughs> uh, they seem to just be fixed in place. No no traps, no, no doors, just there. This magic is quite interesting. Olgrim, you have found the stairs at the other end of the room come to an end very quickly, just a couple steps down. There are several stones that have fallen from the ceiling and are blocking it. They're not huge stones, um, but they're choking the stairway down. Uh, I start moving stuff, just feeling more at home with rock displacement. <laughs> Make an athletics roll, and you're known for your stone knowledge. Do it with advantage. Athletics with advantage. Alright. This is perfect for you. Perfect for me. Uh, with my stone knowledge, uh, 24. Uh, no, just athletics. Oh, um, 24. 24! Olgrim is there, and he is lifting these I I <laughs> medium-sized white stones out and tossing them into the chamber you guys are at. And hey, watch out! Tossing them down the stairs where the other trap is. <laughs> uh, no, that's where you're trying to go. Blocked by the stone. Oh, yeah. And uh, you are able to get uh, one-seventh of the way through these stones. You may make another roll. Uh, should I make it uh, as I did before? Yes. Uh, 23. Okay, and make another roll. I will help. You may also make another roll. This is athletic straight for you, Elmon. Oh, didn't have a good one. Might have sprained my back. Uh, 10, 12. <laughs> well, you guys are more than halfway done, and uh, Olgrim, you're getting a little tired. If you fail again, you'll gain the level one of exhaustion. Okay. Oh, by the way, if any of you had exhaustion from before, you heal <clears throat> one level of exhaustion 
um, when you took that long rest from the muggler. And you said that was seven. That was so. This would be a fourth roll if I made it now. Uh, he made one. Okay. So you guys have uh, three more to, take to go. Over for a minute. <clears throat> uh, sure. If you want to. Come on, go for it. It's slow going. Um, seven. Okay, you're starting to feel <laughs> a little tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Avius straddles up next to Elmon. Okay, yeah, big man. guy. Let me help you here, Elmon. Make an athletics roll. Uh, four. <laughs> <laughs> you in the way. I roll a five. My <laughs> result is four. Pucks are these counting as successes yeah. or nope. time? Uh, those are those are failure. They're slow. They're getting essentially half exhausted. Someone now has to do the same roll for Avius to pick him up and move <laughs> him out of the way as he's hurt his back. Uh, yeah. Should I? It's up to you. I would like to. You said if I fail again, it's more exhausting. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that would work much better than the other one. Uh, 25. All right. You are getting pretty much there when a skeletal hand lashes out, juts out through some of the opening you've made in the stone. Oh, oh my. Oh. And attacks you. Oh, my God. And you instinctively just smash it with the very stone you had, <laughs> and it snaps off. And now there's just this skeletal wrist bone type thing just moving, trying to poke you to death. And there's some sort of skeleton on what the other side. There? I, I, Olgrim casually lifts up the stone. <laughs> hey, got this guy on the other side. <laughs> and he just pounces it back down as the, uh, the hand comes through. You have shattered the hand, and you can see some uh, white skeletal bones on the other side moving, and it's trying to push the rocks, but it doesn't have as much strength as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, let it do the work. Yeah, let it do the work. You've got a little bit more work to do to get your way for three, uh, through well, here. I've got to see what it is. I broke it. <laughs> uh, oh, I got to re-roll that one, I think. That's pretty good. Uh, 19? 19. You get almost all of it out. The uh, skeleton's still trying to make its way through, and it cannot get through. And uh, you have, need one more athletics roll to get the last bit uh, of the stones. As... No, it's, it's almost giving way. Uh, wait a minute. Draw my sword okay. and kind of watch over him for when the skeleton breaks free. <laughs> yes, Avius. I got my sword and buckler out at this point. Okay. <clears throat> I'm like, I'm not sure what to do with these, but. <laughs> Ogre, make your last stone roll. I'm. I'm... Yes, Avius. Uh, I'm just. Uh, uh, be careful. All right. Well, these stones are heavy. Uh, a non-natural 20. All right. Covered in sweat and a, a white dusting from these fallen stones, Olgrim takes the last of the rocks that are in the major path of these stairs down. You turn around and to toss it back through. And as you do that casually, there's a skeleton rising up right behind you. Elmon, you were doing something? Yeah, I was. I was uh, going to... Uh, basically attack the skeleton. I okay. Suppose. My my attack will not consist of depositing the stone elsewhere, but onto All right. the skeleton. Let's do Elmon first. Elmon, go for it. Sword attack. 15. Is a hit on these bones. <clears throat> it is wounded, by the way. Oh. <laughs> uh, f- 14 points of damage. With a crushing blow, these bones go... Uh, Oh, no, 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 that's important. Ghosts exploding again like brittle uh, pieces and clatter down the stairs before you, and it is no more. 
I was, uh, Puck was just about to cast some uh, Bomb of the Summer Courts on himself. Okay, so the bones have gone down, and you want to cast a spell, Puck. Just before we go further, I'm a little wounded, so. Uh, 11. 11 more health. You don't get any bonuses on that? Nope. What's the plan? You still have Olgrim just standing there with his rock over his head, wondering <laughs> what's going on. Are we, are we going down, Mr. Grimm? Why not? I'm right behind you. This isn't going to be like the the secret passage back in the sewers, is it? <laughs> well, if it is, we go back up. I've got a large stone to protect me. That'd be great. You're carrying the stone with you. <laughs> <laughs> Just the stairwell oh. takes you down to tower number two down yeah. there. <laughs> um. <laughs> That'd be great. And we see four adventurers walking by. Yeah. Right. What? what the hell? <laughs> well, three pissed at the fourth yeah, three one. Three pissed at the fourth one. <laughs> All right. So, Olgrim, you're leading the way with sword sheathed and shield on your back and rock overhead. Is that correct? I'm, I'm sure I've set the rock off to the side. All right. There. You've carefully thrown it down the stairs. Yes. Uh, and Olgrim heads down uh, and what's the lighting situation for Uh, Avius? I have no light I'm carrying just using on my eyes Avius will light a torch alright there's a torch I can see normally in the dark but not as far as normal light but yeah no alright Avius uh, has you guys hold up for a bit as he strikes Flint oh I'll light the torch for him with cantrip alright I can do it (laughs) Hold on! Wait! He spends a Wait. spell slot to put it out. <laughs> lights it back up. All right. After 30 minutes, the torch is lit. <laughs> and you guys are going down the stairs. It is uh, very dry and uh, chalky-ish as you walk on the ground. Uh, you can lots of shuffling of your feet as you go. It's also very quiet, and you don't hear many sounds. As you go down, other than your own shuffling steps. Trying to uh, pay attention to uh, where Olgrim is anyway, trying to see what the temple was used for, religious markings, you know, just different things like that that would show its intent. Sure, make up a religion roll, Olgrim. <clears throat> I think I've got some of that. Nope, just a ten. You cannot make much of any of the markings, what few you have found. There are markings? Uh, there's a few. Avius. There is a, there's a, there's <laughs> a. started a, a cascade. Yeah, we'll just say that was the roll. There's at least one trap coming up on us too. Grim, watch out. Uh, just, just point it out to me. And I bound down the stairs. All right. <laughs> the stairs go about... 30 feet forward <laughs> and about maybe 20 feet down. And does that make any sense? Yes. Yeah, that's not Steve Stairs. You've got me doing hypotenuse <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure angles. And uh, these stairs, uh, Puck, you even almost slip halfway through. They're, they're very worn down. <clears throat> and Olgram, you're leading the way with sword and shield out. You come to a circular area that you are at the top of, and it's a spiral staircase that go winds down um, further than your vision can go. 
Uh, you are on a flat balcony-ish type area. To your right is a side passage where you can kind of smell a nature and greenery smell, actually, which is different than the dusty smell you've been picking up. You can smell that coming from the side passage. And then if you keep, if you don't go that side passage, you can keep going forward and then the stairs just uh, spiral down past some different little religious alcove type things um, and goes down. Is your trap over here in the passage? It's It's down. It's down. Well, what do you all say? Let's go through the passage. Right. And uh, not taking the stairs down, but moving into the... the Side passage? Side passage. Yeah. All right. You walk a short distance, maybe 40, 50 feet. There's a small bend, and you can see some light up ahead. It appears to be a natural-ish light uh, from the afternoon light that's coming in. You arrive at a smallish chamber where the floor benches and even a small fountain in this room are draped in beautiful leafy vines, uh, which has little reason to exist in this dry, forgotten temple. A beautiful window in the ceiling um, emanates this uh, light that comes down from above and passes through this multicolored window that gives off this um, key essence of giving this floor its life. There's this air of gentle magic and comfort that exists in this small room. It's like a relaxation, meditation-style place. Mm. Except until you see the other side. The far side, it's a small room, the far side of this uh, room is covered in dead leaves and rotting vines um, and muck. There's a rotten wooden door that's on that far wall that's slightly a kilter and it's somewhat hidden behind some thorny brambles, and there's a distinct line about two-thirds of the way through the room where the green foliage becomes dark and um, uh, rotten away. On the northern wall, there is uh, water that's trickling down a statue in a fountain. Does Puck recognize the vines at all as being hazardous? Make a nature roll. And while he's doing that, uh, checking to see, watching keenly the light Mm -hmm. to see if as it moves, does it turn the vines either to life or to uh, kill them? Okay, the light is not moving. Light is not moving. No, the light is coming through and it's um, cascading light across a lot of the room. And the light is on both the kind of living and dead area in here. So that doesn't seem to be having an impact on the... Yeah, there's no one-to-one correlation. Right. Puck's nature nature roll was 13. 13? You think that the... Which one were you looking at again? The vines. You believe the... Which vines? The, the, The green ones. You believe these green ones are not natural to this area. You haven't seen anything like that on your travels around this area. But I love, uh, yeah, they're not poisonous or... You don't know that. Okay. These vines don't belong here. Are they dangerous? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And bard. Well, uh, <laughs> Ogram starts padding around, trying to find uh, 
what do you what do you make of that, Avius? Ogram has a shield and sword put away. He's on his hand and knees, patting the viney and grassy stuff on the ground. Uh, yes, what, to, to what, see if there's grass on the ground. Well, there's yeah, tufts to see, of grass to see if there's anything like underneath here. Okay, you know, Elmont's just watching. <laughs> what? what? Elmont's watching and shielding his oh, eyes shit. from the radiant damage that's yeah. about to come. Uh, you are feeling some stone, just nice rounded. Stone. It's stone under the air. He's knocking it as though it would make any sound. And I interrupted you, Avius. You had something. Um, Avius goes over to the the statue. There's a fountain with a statue in it. Yes. Fountain with a statue. Just I don't know. Tries to just look at it and see if we can tell where the water's coming from. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's coming from the hands. It's a woman. Uh, coming uh, from her hands. Uh, it's a very uh, striking, stern-looking uh, statue who is l- looking straight out, looking through you sometimes. You're not sure if it's a neutral look or a stern gaze. Avius um, cups what? his hands and puts them in the flow of the water. Okay. Gather some of the water. You have gathered some of the water in your hands. Drink it. It feels cool to the touch. Avius cool. Kind of walks to the line. Elmon is grimacing over there. The line in the room where it goes from life to death. Okay. And just kind of throws the water over into the the dead side. You throw the water. The water hits some invisible barrier and slides down. There's a distinct invisible uh, field preventing anything from crossing. I shall detect magic. No, just kidding. Um, th- th- did you see that? I was shielding my eyes. What? Uh, there's a <laughs> there's some sort of force field, or can you can you get through it? Uh I take my staff and try and poke through it. Staff will not go through it. Uh, nope. <laughs> hmm. I, whatever it is, this is protecting this side from that. That's not a bad thing, well, I suppose. It's protecting that from this. Oh, oh my. My, my loan. <laughs> uh, Olgram gets up and trods over to the water in the fountain. Okay. Uh, splashes some on his hands, his armored covered hands. You're and- seeing a bunch of uh, silver at the in underneath the water. Oh. There's silver here. We can live like kings. Don't, I don't. What do you mean? Leave the like fountain. Uh, you look inside. Uh, you think so at first, but then you see it's all gathered in one spot, and there is a um, a rotten, just through uh, erosion, eroded uh, burlap sack that was tossed in there, half spilled over, and then uh, just eroded. Most of it's eroded away, so there's just tattered floating in the water. And a big pile of silver in there, like a hundred. Leave, leave coins. the coins be. But uh, with hands still wet, Olgrim will go over and touch on this force fieldish type thing. Okay. You take your wet, stubby dwarven hand <laughs> and start rubbing it on this force field, and you can feel resistance. It has a tiniest bit of warmth to it. But uh, it does not harm you. You don't feel anything else beyond that. And you can press and press and press and you cannot get through it. Uh, Then while other people are doing their thing, he mimes his way down (laughs) the length of the field to try to find, see if there's an opening. All right. As he's doing that, what else would you guys like to do? 
No, this is how. No, no. No, damn. I assume the barrier is a one to one correlation between where the living and the dead. That is correct. You are seeing that easily with Olgrim's uh, miming. Uh, Dwarf trapped in a box. Dwarf against the wind. (laughs) (laughs) There's no barrier. He's just playing with you guys. I know. There's a new one. Oh, no. Uh, fuck. It's got my tie. <laughs> I'm just picturing Olgrim in a business suit. And he's got like this big worn smile. on top of his armor. Walking against the wind. Oh, no. He's been working on this act for a long time. And now's his time to shine. Thank you. <laughs> Bard! <laughs> He's been Bard Curious for a while. <laughs> Bard Curious? Oh, I gotta make that a shirt. No, <laughs> <clears throat> um, oh, Puck. Don't you, don't you think it's the Look at the silver. It's here for the taking. I'm... I don't recommend taking it. What? Why? Because it's there for a reason, and we may not want to disturb that reason. Avius reaches in to take one. One coin? Yeah. All right, you reach in, you grab a coin. Do you take the coin out of the water? Yes. You take the coin out of the water. Water drips off of the coin, and it is in your hands. One silver coin. Look! I bite it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not chocolate! Well, what are you going to do with it? Put it in my pocket. One of many. Maybe see, maybe put it on that, uh, that shield, that, uh, that, like, force field that we, that, that Olgrim's messing around oh, with. Can't hurt. He just whips that Olgrim's head. Ding! <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, I just toss it that way. You toss it, and it bounces off and clatters to the ground. See Olgrim on his hands and knees, still trying to find some I guess scene. it's just silver. Yeah, I think so. I grabbed the rest. All right. It takes you a little bit of time. You've scooped up silver after silver after silver. Uh, it takes you a couple minutes. Uh, Avius is now the proud owner of 184 silver coins. Yeah. You are laden down just a little bit. And when you get a majority of them out, you can see uh, there is an etching in the base of the fountain that the coins were covering. Puck! It look is at wh- this! What is it? I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> Abandon listen. all hope, ye who take these coins. Yeah. <laughs> Let's listen and find out. <laughs> it is a single word written in common, and it is the word truth. It says truth. As that word leaves your lips, Avius, the room shakes. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's the next statue. And becomes blurry. Puck, who you're talking to, uh, stands motionless but seems barely recognizable as though he's beyond some strange, translucent, warped glass. He's hard to make out. The room continues to shake. You can move your body very slowly, trying to figure out what's going on with you perceptually. And you fixate on the statue of the woman. The statue is clear and focused. It's just you and the statue alone, surrounded by your friends. You think you can make out motion of Olgrim barely moving as though he's in slow motion. 
The stone around the statue fades to the pallor of skin. It is a woman before you, and her mouth moves as she speaks words that have kind of a distant, recorded sound to them, though. She's not speaking. She's speaking to you, but not necessarily to you, Avius, yeah. just at you. Yeah. The words she speaks... Only those who open their souls can walk the halls of this sacred place freely. Close your eyes. Look inside past your fears. Speak a truth about your life to reveal who you truly are. Um... Could you repeat that, please? <laughs> you put no. another silver coin in there. <laughs> Uh, only those who are who open their souls can walk the halls of this sacred place freely. Close your eyes. Look inside past your fears. Speak a truth about your life to reveal who you truly are. I am uh, Avius Katorum. And who are you? The woman sitting in the fountain... Uh, just blinks and stares in your general direction. Um, I'm. I look around. At you look at to your friends. Um, they are uh, motionless blobs of color. You can't even move your. You can move your arms and stuff, but you feel like you can't move this place. I'm an adventurer, uh, on a quest. On an adventure. Um, where where am I? There is no response. Speak from the heart. Avius has no heart. <laughs> and poof! <laughs> a big pile of gold appears in front of you. Um. Last one. Avius closes his eyes. All right. Your eyes are closed. I never wrote down a fear. And Avius is muttering whatever this, the words that he heard okay. kind of to himself. Um, and I'm afraid of Afraid of being alone. Why? Uh, I've I've searched for knowledge my entire life, and and I've learned so much, but it uh, it doesn't bring me comforts. Uh, the cold and the quiet and the night. What is your fear? Of loneliness. Uh, not being known the way I've tried to know the world, but the world does not know me. The truth is spoken. And shoom, like a waterfall, the translucent barrier between you and your friends disappears and empties into the fountain. You three just see 
Elmon mumbling quietly to himself like Avius. Say, Avius, that was my one. That was my one. <laughs> you see Avius mumbling to himself, which he always does. So <laughs> there's no, no change there. But then there's a bit of a splash in the water, louder than normal. And uh, Avius has a different look about him, a more somber look about him. Avius, you have uh, been blessed for the next 15 minutes. Ooh. So that means you get an additional D4 to any attack and saving throws that you make for the next 15 minutes. And you also look and you can see the outline of the silly game shape that Olgrim's making. You can see that wall. You can see its shape. And you believe with a few moves of your hand, you can reshape that barrier and remove it. Uh, Olgrim, uh, step away, step away. Okay. And I walk over towards this barrier and begin to try to transform it, move it, All right. shape it. He's doing similar things to what you did, Olgrim, but somehow he's able to move his hands in and pull it apart like simple curtains. I did that! <laughs> and you start to create a shape and an opening that's wide enough for you to go through, and it holds that new shape. How did you do that? Uh, uh. In a moment, in a moment. I step through. You step through. Your feet crunch on dried uh, brambly leaves and vines, and you are on the other side. Nothing's happening. Nope. That seemed easy. Holgrim does the same thing. Bonk. <laughs> <Ow>! <laughs> um, I tried this side. I cautiously I I door. work my way towards the door. Maybe okay. It's a wizard thing. Um, huh? I suppose follow me. Shrug and follow the wizard. All right. The, the rest of you follow Olgrim stubbornly still trying to make his own way through. won't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, uh, Avius, you are at the door. You There's some, uh, a prickered bush that's kind of in the way that you push aside with your staff? I do. Um, Elmon, give me your short sword. And, um, <laughs> I don't mean like oh. you did last night. <laughs> Elmon just glares at him. <laughs> Yo, he gives it to you. 1d6 plus strength. <clears throat> Um, I go and I, I want to put it like in, kind of hang it in the opening or put it to mark where this opening is, even okay. though I can see it for now. The opening of the field that you made. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to put it like halfway through. Up the bush. Straddling. No, no, no but the, the one you came through. I'm so on the ground. To... Yeah, straddling <laughs> where the opening is. Okay. So after he's done with that, I pick the sword back. <laughs> and we forget where the door is. Oh no. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I, I do though, because I want that sword. Elmon, trust me. We we might need this to get back. Uh, we I might, might need, need the sword too. Yeah. As uh, as they're arguing, uh, Puck makes a uh, like a mark on the floor with the spear. Okay, just to like mark it in the dirt. You're able oh, to that cut poor some stone. Of the yeah. Oh. I didn't hurt. Didn't hurt the stone. Just very, very nice. Just the plants. Actually, he did because it's kind of. It'll take centuries to <laughs> to regrow. <laughs> to repatina. 
Um, also, no one loves you like I do. Very, very quickly, I just take a piece of dead vine or leaf or something, and I toss it in through the opening into the living side of the room. Okay. What happens? Uh, a dead little piece of branch just falls okay. to the ground. Okay. Um, uh, the door should should we? Ogram immediately starts hacking and slashing at the shrines, uh, the shrubbery and vines at the door. You've sh- hacked and uh, slashed all the stuff away with your machete-like sword of revenge, and <laughs> and parried some with your shield. <laughs> and you're at this uh, door, which you uh, opened. I open, assume. Yes. The door does not open. It is rotten and stuck. You will need to go back or get physical. I will get Let's physical. Get- Physical. All right. <laughs> Classic dwarven charge. Shield in hand and thudding up against the door to right. shatter. Let me hear your body talk. <laughs> your, your body talk. Oh, my body talk. <laughs> uh, go ahead and just make a strength roll, just overall strength roll. It's casually. You're going to get the door open, but this is how quickly and easily. It, it takes me a while. <laughs> An eight. An eight. Yeah, it takes you a while. It's not a uh, simple uh, kick open. You kick, it goes partway open. You kick again. A third of it kind of crunches away. You got to get your sword involved, your shield. (laughs) No, no, I've got this. The three friends (laughs) just kind of sit down in the grass and wait for you to finish. And finally, after a while, you've hammered this thing. Oh, it's his pool. (laughs) (laughs) You've got the door. Smashed open, you step over its carcass triumphantly and carry on. There's another door. (laughs) The group follows you. Uh, You walk down just a few steps, similar to the ones you've been already in this place. Mm -hmm. Again, warm with age. There are dried leaves that crunch as you uh, descend. You stop short of the final steps that disappear down into muddy water. You are now lower inside this uh, structure, and ahead of you is a circular room that's 200 feet in diameter, and it's covered by different sized blocks that are carved out of the ceiling, some ornate type blocks of different lengths and widths that make up the ceiling. It's kind of interesting. The floor of this chamber has disappeared under several feet of dark water that drips down from the ceiling. You can also see small, not I'm sorry, not small, uh, but thin, long ribbons of stone that occasionally jut out of the water and extend out in arcs um, from a central point. So lots of these. Like a spoken wheel? Um, no, they're more circular-ish around the center area. Um, and But they're mostly submerged and hidden. There's a few that are not. Uh, And in the center of the circular chamber, a wide metal brazier hangs from several chains and swings uh, coldly with no flame in it at all, just there. It's dark. Uh, Heck, I probably even shouldn't have said it's 200 feet because you guys can't see that far with your light, but overall, there you go. Um, That uh, brazier was originally designed to hang several feet above the ground, but now because of the water, it's just a couple inches over the dark water. And you can't tell what the original function of this room is, and there are no obvious exits. The whole the whole room is in water, you said? Yep. Can we tell how deep? Uh no, it's dark. <laughs> uh with my um 
Uh, the druid craft, uh, cantrip. Can I try to light the brazier? Uh, what's the range on it? There is no range. It doesn't say. Uh, oh, sorry. 30 feet. You gotta get closer. Luckily. Okay. Uh, Avius. If there's any f- fuel on the brazier, I could fire it and lit arrow at it. Can I seeing the brazier? <clears throat> is there? Does it look like there's any fuel in it, or does it look dry? It is um, at the maximum shadowy distance of your torch. You cannot see. Go out there and light it. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I was joking. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't need the to go water, anywhere uh, to get it lit if it's, uh, if well, it's flammable. I don't know uh, what's in there, the water. Is there any debris lying about? Branches? Yeah, you can rip off a section of dried vines from the... Trying to find a, a good length of branch and try to test the water. Okay, you do so. It is a couple feet deep um, before you hit the stone on the bottom. Avius. Yeah, we could manage this. So the brazier is not about me. feet in then? Yeah. Oh, no, not you. Um, And the, the stone risers in the water, could could you get, get from one to the next to the next without getting into the main part of the water? Is this Puck asking? Who was afraid of water? This is Elma <laughs> asking. <laughs> um... Not very likely, but possible if you were dexterous. Avius casts flaming sphere. Nice shrug. <laughs> okay. Your wizard, Avius, casts a flaming sphere. As far as 60 feet is the range, so 60 feet out in front of us. Okay. I cast the flaming sphere. A big flaming sphere arises, big ball yeah. of flame arise, and Deuces. then it drops. No. And splashes into the water and fizzles and steams out. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> Oops. What, what was that? What did we see in that? In that? <laughs> what, 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 what did we see what? in those few seconds? Uh, you didn't see anything out of the ordinary. That goes at level two for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Elmon will tear off a, a cloth from something, whatever. Olgrim. <laughs> Why always me? <laughs> Naked um, on his back. <laughs> light it. Uh, wrap it around an arrow. Uh, light it in the torch and fire it at the, uh, uh the, the, the brazier. Okay. Uh, you the may the brazier. Is it bra- brazier? Brazier. 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 Like Fraser. I've only ever seen it written before. Yeah, me too. I think it's brazier. Brazier. Yeah. Google. Okay. Yes, with good measure you like, have a brazier. I read books like 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 uh, every time I've ever read it, it's it's brazier. been brazier to me. Um, and I've Z always, versus S. Yeah. Uh, make a sh- attack roll, if you will. It's uh, it's big, but the s- area to get into it's kind of slotted. Has That's- it been damaged? <laughs> Is it wounded? Is it wounded? 15. 15. You fire your Still shot, uh, and you uh, miss. And it uh, hits water and uh, s- uh, sputters out. Just sails through the air. Do we see 
shadows as it uh, lights through? You do. You see shadows, and the shadow is of a person. And it is a person who is descending from the ceiling. A lanky person, almost like chimpanzee-ish, you know, with those long arms lowering itself down. And this figure is maybe 80 feet out and off to the side and lowering itself down. You can just now see the silhouetted dark figure and it slowly lowers itself onto one of those long stone um, outcroppings that jut out from the water and then gently steps into the water and is slowly moving through the water. (laughs) Did you see that? Oh, I did. Uh, Sword and shield. Avius uh, starts know. heading up the stairs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Avius is heading up the stairs. I'm going last. Are we retreating? I. Uh, We've lost one party member already. It's just Avius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's he done for us? <laughs> A giant flaming sphere comes rolling yeah. down the stairs. <laughs> oh, there might be sure. <laughs> 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 was it heading toward the figure heading towards us? Um, you have kind of lost vision now. Make a perception roll, and I'll tell you. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen's just good enough. In the darkness, just at the edge of your vision, or um, you can see the figure is facing your group and kind of sidestepping slowly through the water and. Uh, moving uh, to the center of the room, not too far away from the brazier. Uh, who's coming with me? Why do you want to run? Uh, we don't know who this is. Exactly. I want to try and repeat the shot and and light the okay brazer. Frazier, 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 Frazier. All right. Go for it. 20. 20. Not, not natural, but no, I'm sorry. 20, 22. 22. Still not natural. Wait, yeah. <laughs> you fire another uh, fire arrow. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Another fire arrow goes uh, arcing across the room, actually going between some of the cool little stone outcropping things. And goes and heads right towards the brazier and is caught by this figure. Oh. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I'm good. I'm with Avius. <laughs> what do you say, dwarf? You can see the figure now. It's holding a flaming arrow. It uh. is a gauntish figure and looks to be something you have maybe seen once before in your mercenary days, definitely you've heard about it before, and is a ghoul. And unlike most ghouls that are ravenously hungry and going after the living, this one has caught the uh, flaming arrow and then drops it into the water and then kind of sits on the stone um, next to the brazier. Ogram's eyes do not leave. He's just waiting for everyone here. Ghoul! Hey, sir! It stands up. You can see its shape standing up. We're not here to do you any harm. Are you here to do us harm? It's silent for a while, and then you hear a raspy voice speak from the brazier area. 
This is our holy place now. You cannot have it. It's ours. It's ours! Who are you with? We're not, we're not here to take it. We're just here to, to find out what it, what this is. Step no closer. You cannot go there. Why? Well, do we know of these creatures? Are they, uh, they're naturally, uh, uh, malevolent? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're these, undead. They are Aren't undead. They? Should be killed on sight. That's enough for me. Puck tapes takes one step closer. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Into the water. No, 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 not into the water. I wasn't right. I wasn't near the edge of the water. <laughs> not at, like at least five feet away. Oh sharky. Alright. So you're still behind Olgrim then. Yeah, yep. Yeah. All right. So his step is to push me. Yeah. <laughs> you got this, Olgrim. You got this. We believe in you. Oh, uh, yeah, it's hard for you to take a dramatic step forward when you're not the first, Puck. Okay. What do you think, Puck? I... He's not moving, but he has we in his voice. There's more than just him, for sure. And I can't see in this How water. important is this temple to you? This is your... You were the one that spotted this. I'm intrigued. Let us hear. The temple's not theirs. Not whoever, either. whoever built this built it for a holy purpose. I stand where you stand. You want to stand and fight? Let's fight. Let those two other guys wander off. Meanwhile, back at the Bogling Village, Avius and Elmont snuggle up in their room. <laughs> About that short sword. <laughs> <laughs> You two aren't making a move. <laughs> uh, you have any ideas? Uh, Avius is a few level, a few steps up. This, st- I mean, he wasn't kidding. There's like, a, it's up to you, Olgram. I don't apparently. know that we need to to mess with these guys right now. I don't have my group's back, and if my group doesn't have my back, group doesn't have my back. I mean, uh. You have half the group, if you want. It's up to you. You know yeah. I'll have your back, Olgrim. I just, uh, I'm not sure this is a fight that we need to, we need to I, make today. I don't know. Avius was very brash in the, uh, you started the stairs the first time, and yeah. it cost him his life for a moment. Avius <sighs> runs up the stairs faster. All right. It looks like uh, that's decided then. What right, your decision? Up the stairs. What do you? What's your decision? Uh, backing Puck up. Okay. This will okay. be a fight for another time. Okay. Bye, bye, ghoul. <laughs> Puck waves, and uh, the torchlight uh, from your party leaves this room back in darkness, and you head back up the stairs to the small uh, meditative plant chamber and are able to pass through. The barrier has not closed in any way, and you can step right on through. So once we all get through, uh, uh, everyone, come come here. I must show you what I experienced. It 
was Holgram amazing. Is actually ignoring some of this and watching the doorway mm-hmm. that has been destroyed and there's still a hole. Okay. <laughs> Make a perception roll. Making a yeah. perception roll. This is why I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, perception is 14. 14. You see a ghoulish head appear briefly and then hide once it thinks it has been spotted and disappear back down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, that are wanting to come this way. And Ogram just focuses on that. Can you close this back up, wizard? Uh, perhaps. I go over and try to close this hole in the barrier. All right, the invisible barrier. You start moving your hands and reshaping, and you have got it sealed. You step back and let someone else start. You, Olgrim, and Olgrim, you start pushing and pushing, and it's sealed again. You have no idea what he's done. I I think we're safe, uh, but you must, you must see this. And I take what, them all over. What do you want to show us? Come to the fountain. Come here. It's very small. I am not a Cylon. <laughs> <laughs> You're all at the fountain. And you, look, do you see this word? Truth? Avius <laughs> <laughs> looks at you excitedly. And Puck, the world seems to change shape. <laughs> <laughs> There is a translucent nature. You see this excited, I told you so, shit-eating grin on Avius's <laughs> face just locked in place before it goes blurry. And you see this uh, statue, which seems to be the focus of your attention, and it speaks out to you the same lines that were spoken earlier before. Can I, can I get a line read on that? I, I didn't <laughs> line! Uh, only those who open their souls can walk the halls of this sacred place freely. Close your eyes, look inside past your fear, speak a truth about your life to reveal who you truly are. Um, I look up at the, uh, at the, the woman, the statue, close my eyes, and, um, it's, it's it's water that I do not like. I dislike it very much. It was uh, used to torture me when I was captive uh, as a small child, and it was it was used to torture me. And it doesn't it makes me very uncomfortable to be around it, and especially to be in it. The statue speaks. Why were you tortured? Bad, evil orcs and big goblins destroyed my village, killed my parents and my family, and took me as their slave. Puck, uh, Puck's is less of a humble brag than Avius's. I've learned so much, and, (laughs) uh, she says, um... The truth has been spoken. And with that, the reality comes snapping back. And Avius, you've just been watching Puck, and you see this more positive look go across him. Puck, you have been blessed. You feel invigorated and a bit courageous. Uh, You have plus four to any saving throws and attack rolls you make for the next uh, 15 minutes. 
and you can also get a sense of this barrier. How come you're just now telling us about this? Oh, uh, uh, I, I don't know. That's <laughs> curiosity. <laughs> I wanted to... After after I said that word, um, the statue came alive. I had a we- It was weird. You guys were very slow. I was very slow, but the statue came alive and talked to me. And wh- what did it say to you, Puck? It asked... asked it... it rambled on a little bit and then asked me about my fear. What, what did it... Uh, try and be specific. It asked me a question. For and science, then it asked Puck, me another for question. For science. <laughs> what were the words it Says said? Says the guy who can't draw a map, officially. <laughs> but I feel... I feel... Uh, heightened. A little heightened senses now. And I can see very clearly the... Uh, uh, this barrier. Can you can, you, can see, you it see it too it? now. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, who's next? Who's next? El Elman. What, what word do you see here? Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens. <laughs> the world starts. No. <clears throat> you you must experience this. Why do they have to experience it? Uh, it's already starting to fade away. <laughs> I have my fears locked up and away, just you, where they should be. Do you remember w- what the statue said? Vaguely. It, she said that only those who open their souls may walk through these halls freely. What if, in fact, you and I not only can go through that barrier, but could pass through that chamber below. Do you want to go find out? I would rather if you were the first one that ran away. I would rather if all four of us. I I wasn't (laughs) thinking about that at that time. But it would be helpful if we all... uh, What is... Why? I mean, I know the dwarf wanted to see the temple, but why are we here? We're adventurers! (laughs) What do you think, dwarf? You want to say this word? Talk to a ghostly lady? She wasn't a ghost. Might have been. I don't like talking to statues. I don't like this magic. I don't like this stupid barrier. And he kicks it. <laughs> and truth be told. <laughs> truth be told. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, please say that. <laughs> He charges over to the barrier, sword out, and pointing. I see you! Pointing at the The doorway. All right. I I think it's wise if we all were able to go through here with the same amount of blessing. I don't metagame that way. <laughs> or we or we leave and we go find Elmon's friend. Oh. This is... We're kind of sidetracked here. Obvious side quest. <laughs> <laughs> I have to find seven pieces of paper. Ah. <laughs> uh. Ah, uh, very fine. Uh Disheartened Avius is disheartened. He is. 
dragging his feet a little bit. Um, just drag him along. All right, where are you guys headed? Up, back, back, right. back or down? <laughs> you head back the way you came. You are at the uh, branching point where there's some steps that go up towards the exit, and then there are uh, spiral stairs that go down. <clears throat> it's a shame. This temple served a purpose, a holy one. And now it's left to gaunts. I shouldn't leave it like this. Seeming like it's 12 angry men right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we're going to stay here and we're going <clears> to <throat> go down or we're going to go back and fight that ghoul, you guys should have a blessing on you. And not just one ghoul. It's all we've seen so far. If we're going to stay, I agree with the wizard that you guys should go through what we've been, what we just went through. <clears throat> we've done this before. Elman. Olgrim. <laughs> I'll do what I have to do to, to clear the temple. Will you? I grab uh, Olgrim's shirt sleeve and tug him back in. Back down these uh, <laughs> steps towards the meditative plant room. Yep. Say say the word. Go through say this. Say it. Say it, bastard. Say it. He forges your head into the water. <laughs> say it like you mean it, bitch. <laughs> Come that far. <laughs> yeah. Fuck is having some PTSD. Uh, <laughs> PTSD. That'll be a fun one. All right. Uh, uh, I hand off the uh, sword to Puck. The sword of revenge is, is in Puck's hands. Yep. Feels good, Puck. It does. <laughs> now, what do I do here? Say that word that's in the bottom of the fountain. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> the truth has been spoken. <laughs> There's a single tear. <laughs> oh goodness. <clears throat> I looks into the basin and uh, speaks the word truth. The world changes. The words. You should have said dare. <laughs> <laughs> the world changes. The uh, statue comes to life and speaks those words. Olgrim, you feel isolated in this moment. Um, with Puck right there next to you, you can see a blurred outline of Avius. There's some con- <laughs> dismissive Elmange blur off in the distance. Doing the thinker pose? Yes. And what do you say as the truth? Uh, let's see. Magic is the bane of my existence, and therefore I hate you. Speaking to the statue directly. Hmm. What is the failing of magic? Magic destroys. And he kind of clenches the side of the bowl, kind of almost to the point of rending it off, putting a lot of strength into it. He doesn't have his sword, so. How does this truth reveal you? 
It makes me angry. The truth has been spoken. <clears throat> you feel blessed. And you can also, much to your excitement, see the barrier and you're like drawing faces in it. And <laughs> I knew it looked like that. <laughs> and all three members of this new cult are looking at you, Elmon. <laughs> Drink the Kool-Aid. <clears throat> come on, Miss come on, Mr. Wizard. Everyone's done it. Everyone's cool. Uh, elf, Mr. Elf. Truth. You say the word truth. You are so angry. <laughs> isolated in this area, and it's you feel alone with this statue. Uh, she speaks the words, and you uh, feel a little bit vulnerable. And what do you say? Angrily vulnerable. Angrily vulnerable. Angrily vulnerable. I fear that I have failed my family, and when they were killed, I was unable to protect them and what we guard, what we, our family was tasked with protecting, I don't know if I can do that. And there's a splash in the water and you can see uh, Elmon has a bit of uh, glow about him, although he looks just as somber as before. Are we going back down to that lake, or are we going to go down this staircase? Olgrim, in just a a, a fury-filled fit, just kind of destroys open the barrier with just his smashing hand. smashing those invisible Minecraft blocks <laughs> yeah. out of the way. <laughs> Ting, 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 ting. <laughs> uh, takes the sword from Puck and begins to move towards the door. All right. There is an Olgrim-sized cartoon cutout in the visible field. <laughs> Puck's right behind him. All right. Elmon's third. No. Oh, Avius is third. All right. And Elmon's bringing up the rear. Yeah. Okay. And I'll close the... Ooh. Mm -mm. No. Okay. Don't. No. Mm. Leave it open. Yeah. Okay. Avius has a torch. Avius has a torch. You guys have reached the bottom of the stairs at the water-filled 200-foot circular chamber with the brazier. What would you like to do? Avius. Any sign of the ghoul? Uh, you cannot see from your vantage point. Who's up front? Olgrim? Olgrim, you can make a perception roll. Perception roll rolling. This is only wide enough for like single file. Yeah. Uh, perception is a 22. Whoa. You do see the ghoul is in place, and with that 22, you actually saw him quickly scurrying across the stone things, almost like walking on water, if you will, because it's just under the water, quickly scurrying across, leaping over some water, and landing on the stone he was at before, and then sitting there like he was there all <laughs> the time. You actually saw that. And then he's in like this relaxed pose, breathing heavily. <laughs> I don't know if ghouls breathe heavily, but he is. <coughs> Need more cardio. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, they, are there these stone outcroppings? Are they reachable by a gym? You, you think, I think you had said it requires great agility. It's quite possible. Yeah. You got to uh, leap, leap, and then an easy walk, easy walk, easy walk, another only leap. only two feet. Um, 
I step into the water. All right. Olgrim boldly takes the first step into the dark water. And <laughs> it's uh, cold. You can feel it seep a little bit through your uh, armor, but nothing happens. And you step on in. Uh, and I make my way to an outcropping of the stone so that I can get up on it and get to purchase. Okay. You step forward a couple feet and then uh, are kicking this uh, stone. It's about um, two and a half, three feet tall. It's a foot wide and very long, like 80 feet long and kind of arcs around and S's a little bit. And you're able to step up on it and your legs are wet, but you're now standing out of the water. And the ghoul seems a bit agitated and is standing, but not taking any aggressive stance. Stop no closer. No closer. You are a foul beast and do not belong here. Avius is trying to push Puck forward. I'm <laughs> not to move in. <laughs> then let me by, let me by. Go by. He slips by as though it's a much tighter space than it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> and Avius, you are now number two. <laughs> I slide face to face by you. <laughs> Well, not really. Except to your face. My is not face in my is in face. your crotch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he kneels down just to do this side crab thing. Yeah, Avius steps Sorry, up with uh, with um, Olgrim. All right, you hike up your robe, step into the water. I hype it up and I tie it. So it's like... you do like that fifties thing yeah. that's around your chest. Uh-huh. All right, bikini version of it. Not in the middle. Uh, Avius, uh, you have a mostly dry robe, and you are standing on the stone uh, next to Olgrim. The ghoul appears to be agitated and takes a couple steps to the right and then back into his position. He seems disorganized, not sure what to do. To our right? To his right. His right. Uh, facing him, uh, since no one else is going, um, walking along this outcropping. Okay. And uh, following its path to get more of a 90-degree angle on him as opposed to our initial angle. That'll work, yeah. You don't get much closer to him at all, but you are able to arc out in a roughly 90-degree angle, uh, which agitates him more. Now he doesn't know where to look. He seems very confused. There's not a big, like, mastermind tactical genius going on inside of his head. Um, there's some hissing sound. Uh, and you're just lightly walking and splashing at a couple inches of water as you're on this risen stone section. Are you staying back, Elf? Come on. Come with us. Did you put um, a small piece of paper when we started? I just want to make sure. Okay. No. <laughs> just right. I'm just checking. Although, um, if you're going, I'm gonna ride on your shoulders. If you're staying back, I will stay back with you. Hop on, buddy. Okay. <laughs> you hop on. I was going to go from riser to riser. You but can with disadvantage. Just get me to the stones, and I can get off. I wasn't gonna ride. He, yeah, but he wants to be cool. He's an elf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll try it with this event. No, because I dump the goblin <laughs> if I fail. All right. I will, um, I'll get Puck over to the first of the risers. All right, Puck, you are on the first of the risers. I'm afraid an inch and a half of your boots will get wet. <sighs> no! 
You are now disadvantaged on all rolls. No, uh, so you are now standing on, imagine whatever your fears are, and you're standing on a thin balance beam. That's what Puck's dealing with yeah. right now. And uh, and the spooky part for you, Puck, is you can't even see Elmon's boots as they disappear just a couple of feet. It's dark water. Uh, and then, Elmon, what were you doing climbing up with, with him? Hop up on the riser, and then I'm going to kind of move forward. Riser to riser. Okay. Uh, make an acrobatics roll. <coughs> or not. What'd you uh, roll? An eight. <laughs> an eight. He slips on some moss. <laughs> mm-hmm. You slip on a slippery stone and you leap and miss and come up short and take one point of bludgeoning damage to your knee as it hits. Mm. And the ghoul charges you. Uh, Me? Charges you. You moved closer than it liked, and it's charging you at a speed of, it will take a couple turns to get there. It'll take two turns to get there. So it's splashing through the water now, ah! and splashing and leaping over some of these little stone long things and closing in. Okay. Um, can we roll for initiative? <laughs> uh, we sure can. <laughs> well, uh, I was going to do a spell without that. Okay. You can go for yeah. it. <clears throat> um, Avius cast. Firebolt. Firebolts. Let's roll for initiative then. Oh. Let's do some initiative. Done. Initiative <laughs> is a go. Come on, Uncle. Elmon, you're up. Yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> I'll draw my short sword. A second no, time. <laughs> What's that? I said I'm going to draw my short sword. Then no. No. Uh, I will shoot my bow. You line up a shot. You've got it. Uh, take your shot. Uh, 11. 11. I'm pretty confident to miss. It is decidedly a miss. And second shot? About a 27. First shot was just, you know, it's like an artillery, you know, locating shot. Mm-hmm. The second shot hits range dead finder. on. Was the first shot including your blessing of plus four? Oh, no, it wasn't. At a d4. That's Ogre the for the win. Oh, Ooh. 15. Is a hit. All right. <laughs> So first shot then did five points of damage. Do I add the D4 onto the damage? No. It's the attack and saving throws. (laughs) Okay. So five points and then the second shot hits. Second shot hits. Wounded now. Is it a monstrosity? It is not. It is undead. Just nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. All right. Shoo, shoo. You hit it. (laughs) Weak arrow shots there. And it stumbles a bit, uh, but still is coming at you. No, it's ours. And comes barreling at. Next up, uh, obviously, oh, now yeah. is Avius. Avius uh, shoots Firebolt. Firebolt comes twisting through the darkness. And Don't forget your D4. Uh, yeah, I'm four. Four. It's four. Four. D4. That was D6. Oh, damn it. It's the one that doesn't go higher than four. <laughs> Three, four, ten. Ten goes well wide and misses. Um, anything else you want to do? Otherwise, the dwarf Olgrim will go. Yeah. David. Uh, charging uh, along the stone pathway that I was on. Okay. Towards the location where he's at. Okay. That- if I'm going to go past, then I jump into the water to make the distance. All right. That's going to take you some time, so you're doing okay. it now. The ghoul is moving and moving and is going to be in attack range next round. And Puck, you're up. Attack range of uh, Elmon only. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, how close? Is he within 60 feet? Yes. I uh, will uh, cast Frostbite at him, which is a constitution save. Constitution save is a 14. Uh, no. Really? Um, you have a high spell DC? Yeah, it's... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Should be on the... It's, four, it's 14. All right, he passes. Bones. Totally what passes. About, what about what about the blessing? No, no uh, that would have been on the. That's for yeah. his saving throws, not this guy's saving throw. It doesn't, doesn't work that doesn't way. Add some. Nope. <laughs> uh, Elon, you are up. This thing is about thirty feet away, charging right at you. Um, <clears throat> I will fire two more arrows. All right, shot one hit, shot two hits, shot three now is being fired. Roll it. Oh, I th- okay. Seven plus nine, sixteen. Is a hit. Fifteen points of damage. And the third shot slays the ghoul. You hit it in near the uh, belly area, and it can't keep going. And it stops, and then collapses over one of these long lines of stone, and mm-hmm. uh, is just laying dead, draped over the. Yeah. Uh, that was easy. Uh, Puck's going to get within range of the brazier and uh, use cantrip to light it or attempt to light it. Okay. Uh, and it had a decent range on there, I think we said, right? 30. 30 feet. Cool. All right, you, uh, oh, you got to hop over. Let's make an agility roll to see how dry you can I will, stay. Since I'm already wet. You're going to help him out? I will carry <laughs> the goblin. Thank you, Elf. All right, you take the fish-smelling goblin over. <laughs> towards yeah. the uh, within 30 feet of the brazier and then Puck you uh, light it up uh, you do notice something a little different when you light it up where it was at the brazier lights up there is a small amount of material uh, inside fuel uh, that can be lit up sorry where did it go as you cast a fire, it flashes a little bit, becomes a little warm, adds some reassuring light to this dark space, and immediately beyond it, a hundred feet on the far wall, a slightly whitish portal opens on the far wall. The portal is rimmed in blue light, and it's wide enough that a wagon could even roll through it, uh, but you can see it is closing quickly and before you can do anything puck and elmon you are attacked by undead from underneath the water two moss covered zombie like putrid beasts rise up and vomit forth leeches on the both of you (laughs) weird maggoty leeches are vomited on you guys let me why are you looking at me You glaring at the wizard? Yep. <laughs> you wanted to attack in the first place. I didn't even want to be here. Oh, it's Puck and Olgrim. That's right. <laughs> Dump it up. Dump. We have them now, Puck. I tried to leave. <laughs> Where'd it go? There it is. Okay. Puck, you have only three leeches upon you, and only four on um, Elmon. 
And these leeches are uh, going to be lightly biting at you and trying to hurt you. And we will start a new round of combat. Guess who's first? It is Elmon Yabael. 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 You're up first. You see you are 30 feet away from the brazier. Let me do some little miniature, quick miniature action. That's you. That's Pot. There's a little stone thing right there. Olgrim, you stopped your charge because it wasn't necessary a couple of minutes back. You're right there. And then, Avius, you're way over here. And the white cap is the portal there? Yeah. All right. No. No. That's the, That's the brazier. Sorry. And then over here. <laughs> oh, portal's Over there is the okay. portal. Portal is off the map. Uh, I shoot an orange one on the floor, a blue one on the wall. <laughs> You've got these two guys right there. So, do I know what they are? Are they ghouls? Are they... They are not ghouls. They appear zombie-like in nature. You you have not fought anything like this before, but they appear very much like zombies. However, they are not alone. Olgrim, you can see as you see things rise up and grab and vomit on top of your friends, you see out of the darkness more shapes. Not alone. You don't say. You see, Olgrim, there are four walking corpses not too far away from you that rise out dripping water. And two more on the other side of your friends. And one not too far away from Avius. One not too far away from Avius. And lastly, you see another ghoul drop down in the midst of your group uh, from the ceiling. Again, this lanky figure dropped down. It is a new round of combat. Elmon, you're up. <clears throat> oh, and one last thing. When that portal is there, whether it matters to you or not, I don't know. It's wide, but it is shrinking at a not-so-slow pace. But it's at the ground level, so something could pass through, or is it high up in the air? No, it's at ground level. There's actually liquid passing through at this very moment. Oh. Oh, Uh, and beyond, you can see it is is a clean, pristine, lit area that it's going to. Come on. Okay. Um... Elmon will draw sword and buckler and engage and look at them kind of like he's surprised and um, engage in melee combat. Okay. You've got your sword and buckler out, your shield away. That will be your bonus. And you've got this thing right there next to you. You want to attack? Go for it. I do. And I'm going to hunter's market. Your bonus action is used to draw. Shit. Um, Ugh. Oh, so might be better with disadvantage. Um, you got five seconds. You know what? I'm going to keep the bow out. Hunter's mark. Okay. The ghoul right in front of me and take the disadvantage. Because I have a plus 1d4 to attack. A anyway. blessing. Got it. Yeah. All right. So attack roll. First attack is a nine, uh, four, five, six, seven, seven plus nine is 16. Hits. Uh, this is disadvantaged arrow shot hits. And not a monstrosity, I assume. No, these right. are undead. Five, six, ten points of damage nice on the hit. first shot. Okay. 
And the second shot is going to be a 19. Also a good hit. And that is going to be 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 points of damage. Two solid hits. Nice job. Uh, next is, no surprise here, Olgrim. Woohoo. <laughs> he seems surprised. <laughs> uh, moving into the fray with, uh, are there any between myself and my compatriots? There is one between you and Puck. So you're about maybe 20, 30 feet away from Puck, and there's one right next to him. And there's some about 15 feet away from you on the other side. Um, these uh, four... Um, walking I will dead. advance on the one that's near Puck and okay. begin to pummel it. Ignoring the ones closest to you and uh, jumping across the water. Within your movement, you can move to get there and you can attack this thing. Go for it. This is the mm-hmm. one next to Puck. We'll do so. Well, I imagine a 19, even without the blessing, would still hit. Sure. Uh, that is uh, 10 points of damage. Great. Second slash. Chunk. That is a hit with uh, 24 uh, and 7 points of damage. Describe what you did. It was a slash at first, kind of give that kind of cinematic where they straighten up like I cut something significant, and then running them through the back where the sword points points through the the stomach. Uh, Elmon, by the way, um, how many leashes did I say you had? Four? You take four points of necrotic damage as they are eating away Mm. at you. And your uh, we make for the portal. The opponent uh, that you're fighting uh, seems to be slightly empowered by that. Those leeches. Okay. <laughs> the uh, slower moving dead that four appeared next to Olgram. They chase you, Olgram, moving through the water. They're slow, so they have to take all of their effort just to get to you. They are now behind you. They will be attacking next turn. You're kind of swarmed a little bit. Are they on top of him? They're, yeah, they're right on top of him. And then uh, Avius, you have the same problem. One moved and did a move move and got real close to you, one of these uh, zombie type guys. Another one, however, has moved and gotten right on top of you and reaches out to uh, claw at you with a 12. What type of damage? Um, uh, this is bludgeoning. 12 to hit, though, is the, is the thing. Which arm? Uh, no, no, he doesn't. All right, he tries and misses. And next up is Puck. Uh, the guy right next to me, I'm going to um, stab at with my spear. Okay. Which one is next to There's a couple next the to The one in between Olgrim and... All right. Unwound. Oh, I thought... Did he... No, he did get hit. Did he die? No. Oh, okay. 22. That's a hit. Six points of damage. Okay. You stab and wound um, the ghoul that has landed between the middle of the group charges Elmond from the rear. Elmond, how much damage was it again, Puck? Six? Six. Six. Uh, Elmond, you can hear it splashing and coming and hissing at you. And it also says, this is ours. And it reaches out with a claw for Elmon. Let's see, where are we at? Yep, there we go. 
Oh, terrible. Six. It's it trips over a stone barrier and underneath the water and has no idea. And Avius, you're up. <laughs> this is our old <laughs> <laughs> I hate this place. <laughs> I told you to move it. <laughs> Never mind, you can have it. <laughs> I cast Earth Armor on myself. Why don't we have Osha? <laughs> okay. And um, with that uh, automatically blade, or Arcane Ward is automatic. He's 15. Um, and then I... I'm engaged, yeah. Yes, you are. One uh, one of these zombies on either side of you. So there would be two opportunity attacks. Should I choose to move? If you move, and, and yeah, if you moved away, they would get two opportunity attacks. If you, uh, what was what the casting the earth armor was that your action? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You can use your action to disengage and then move, but you've already used your action. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna risk it. Move. All right. Where are you moving to? Uh, to towards the stairs out or nope, towards your friends? Towards my friends. All right, splashing through the water, you turn your back to two of these zombies, and they claw at you. Oh, man. I won't even roll the second one. Uh, one claws and kills the other. <laughs> <laughs> Destroys it, shredding it, mistaking it for you, and they attack each other. One is dead. You're leaving this carnage behind you with nice. the glee. Yes. Nicely How did done. you do that? Puck, by the way, you took three points of damage yeah. as leeches um, attack you, which seems to aid the... Run uh, for the portal! The thing that did it to you. <clears throat> Puck, the creature that vomited on you earlier, this weird putrid beast, also strikes at you with a big fisty attack of 23... Oh, that'll hit. Slams Puck hard for 12 points of bludgeoning damage. And the other one that's next to Elmon of these putrid vomits forth more of these things on you. Four more have been added to you. More of these leeches all over you. And we are at a new round. Elmon, you're up. Are we going for the portal? Yes. <laughs> yeah. To the portal. All right. Um, how far away is the portal? Portal is 100 feet away. Not for me. Um, <laughs> Elmon, One turn for me. Elmon will move, move. Okay, you're doing a move, move. Elmon, that will trigger two guys to get an attack on you. Oh, move, move. All right. The... Ghoul next to you strikes out and gets a 14. Miss. Okay. <laughs> and the putrid guy in front of you is slamming you again. Oh, with a seven. They get nothing. The the elf dances past them with ease. And Does what the move move also take my bonus action? No. As a bonus action, can I rip one of these leeches off? Um, no, it takes your full, uh, you, you can do an action to get one D three of them off. A bonus action can get one of them off. Okay. I'll take my bonus action after moving 70 feet, 70 feet towards the portal. All right. 
We'll say uh, it's moderately difficult terrain, so it doesn't affect you at all. Right. All right. <laughs> you dancing over the water, dancing and over these uh, stone things, and with leeches just hanging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very graceful, except for the leeches and you screaming, "Ah, leeches! Get them off of me! Get them off!" Uh, Olgram, you've got four zombies behind you, and one of these vomiting things right in front of you. You've been hacking at. Fantastic. Oh, Elmon, you take damage. Seven, uh, seven points of damage? Seven points. Uh, I will... <clears throat> where's my guys here? That's what I need to do. Where's Pock? Where's Avius? Okay. <clears throat> I don't think so. You're going to fight? Uh, I... You gotta hold Everybody them back. Said, Run so. for the portal. Oh no, we're running, but, but you're the you've slowest. got Stumpy. You're the slowest. You gotta go, Stump. <clears throat> All right then. <laughs> we'll take care of. We'll take care of it. Take care of it. Okay. Uh, we'll begin to uh, move, move. You are going to move, move, triggering not one, not two, but five opportunity five attacks against opportunity you. Opportunity attacks. This is. Uh, give me a. Give me a quick second here. Uh, uh, really, that's. One that uses the bonus move. That's that, that's that. That's a lot of damage. A lot of potential damage. They're going to miss. Come on. They always miss. They've all missed so far. And he fell. Okay, well. <laughs> you, you good? I'm good. Let's okay. do it. He runs. Uh, they attack with a 19. 19 will hit. Okay, you've been hit for four bludgeons. I'm assuming the, well, the the shield is still, no, the shields I would still have up. Yeah. Yeah, so that would not hit then. Okay. Um, and then all of these zombies just reach out to grab you. You duck underneath their grasps. However, the putrid vomitous fellow, <laughs> he is not doing any action at all and is focusing more on Puck and saving his reaction. Damn it all. You are able to go uh, 25, 25, or no, 20, 20. What is it? What's your move speed? 20, 20. 20, 20. All right. Uh, right about there, maybe. Good to go. The zombies follow you and are giving chase and cannot attack, however. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I can uh, yeah, they, it's this really slow foot chase going on there. Stump chase and no foot foot chase works too. <laughs> a zombie that uh, killed its friend behind you, Elmon, uh, also doesn't move. No, Avius, sorry, and is right behind you, so you are engaged again, but it does not get a chance to attack you now. Okay. And da, 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 da. the ghoul is surprised and spins around and attacks Avius. Oh man, I'm having some bad undead luck over here. Spins around and misses and just hisses. <sighs> and Hawk, you're up. Uh, nimble escape out of there. So disengage. Oh, that's fantastic. Action. Nice. You are disengaged. Going to turn into a bear All right. is my action. And then I'm going to move uh, close to Olgram. So hopefully we can do a little uh, rider. Uh, <laughs> a little bear back little again. Rider. This yeah. is a, a some, party some... combo now. Yeah. All right. The bear goes underneath the brazier, 
charging through the water, leaping over stone mini barriers, and you are alongside Olgrim right now. And that's gone, that's leaving gone. Leaving the wizard. Leaving uh, the wizard. Yeah, in, in the back. <laughs> He's one that told us to Avius, you've got two putrid zombies about 20 feet away from you, blocking you from your friends. You've got a ghoul right in front of you and a zombie right behind you. What do you do? I, as a bonus action, use Misty Step. What does that do? <laughs> Things the DM was not prepared for. <laughs> <laughs> Briefly surrounded by silvery mist, I teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space that Whoa, I can see. Oh, we've never used this one. Was the level one that's just been sitting there forever? No, it's a two. Two. All right. So that's a bonus action. That's a bonus action. And where are you going? 30 feet. 30 feet this way? Okay. Well, no, like towards the portal. That's that's <laughs> about 30 feet right there. Okay. You can do that 30 feet. Okay. okay. That's your bonus action. <laughs> and then I'm going to move, move. All right. And a move, move. And your move is uh, the normal 30. That puts you just slightly ahead of Elma. <laughs> nice. Avoiding all the ghouls. Teleporting out of there. There's a little, a little steamy smoke. And then you appear. And the ghoul is just surprised as all hell. The guy that saved his reaction is now regretting that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. The uh, putrid uh, zombie guys are moving. I don't know what their speed is. Give me one second. Okay. They are closing in also on Buck. So we've got Avius and Elmon up in the lead. You can probably get there in another turn. It has the portal to the portal. The portal has lost half of its uh, diameter already. And uh, behind you guys, about 20 feet, are Puck and Olgrim. And right behind those two are uh, just a gaggle of undead chasing you through this dark, murky water. It's a new round. And uh, Avius, sorry, not Avius, Elmon. How far away from the portal am I now? Uh, Very close. You're... you did 70, 30, 40. You're about 50 feet away. Okay. I will, I will move okay. 35 feet, turn, fire an arrow. All right. Who are you shooting at? Your hunter's <clears throat> mark guy? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Fire away. Uh, that definitely a hit with um, 26. Okay. Hit. He's, he's injured, right? Yes. Uh, 15 points of damage. Ooh, big hit. And your second shot? Uh, if he's still up, we'll still go to him. Up. Natural 20. So do max damage plus your proficiency. Uh, so that'd be 8, 12, 18, he's had, he's had 19, 20, He's, he's calling timeout on this. 21 <laughs> points of damage. All right, describe that for us. If uh, you would. Uh, so Elmon nimbly leaps... F- Riser to riser to riser, spins dramatically, um, fires his first arrow, which hits him in the shoulder and spins him halfway around. And the second arrow goes in, just cleaves right into his one, you know, in one side of his ear, out the other, and he just drops like a sack of potatoes. Puck, you're running through this stuff, and you hear this thing about ready to vomit on you, and then arrows whistle right past your ear. (laughs) And then you hear a splash. You don't even look back behind you. Nice. (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. Done. Um, Olgrim. Did you use your bonus action? 
Oh, my bonus action will be to remove another one of the um, leeches. Okay. Or did you want to do your bonus action now or at the beginning of your next turn, I think it is, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, beginning of next turn. Okay. Removing another leech and then take your leech damage. Six points now. How close are these guys? Uh, they're on you. 27. Oh, they're right there. There so are I two am... zombies on you and one of the putrid uh, zombies on Puck. Uh, I, you're in bear form. Mm-hmm. I will mount Puck. For the second time. I love hearing that, yes. <laughs> I don't know if that triggers opportunities or not. I thought you were going to oh, say, Puck's been pretty lucky lately. He <laughs> <laughs> said, I'll two round gentle. mounds of flesh. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> You handled my weight well. <laughs> you had practice. Uh, um, I'm not sure if that triggers opportunities. If so. you want, you can disengage and then move on to Puck, and you'll be fine. Or you can just move on to Puck, make an attack, and then take the opportunity attacks against you. Your choice. I will disengage, move on to Puck. Okay. I will then spend my action surge okay. to attack All right. while I'm on Puck. And uh, you've got this. Uh, the one that is trying to get to Puck. That's the future guy right there. Cool. That's the one I'm doing. Okay. You're doing cool. that. Doing that. Let's throw the inspiration in there. This is dramatic. There's some damage stuff going on. And rolling for that uh, 17. And uh, if I need more, I can. No, that's a hit. Do, okay. Uh, that's a hit with uh, eight points of damage. Chop to the guy. Keep going. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm following that up with a uh, maneuvering attack. I'm adding one superiority die. This will add to the damage of the roll. Okay, this is your one of your fighter bonuses. I'm directing the movement to Puck. Okay. This will add two more points of damage. Uh, Puck can now move. You haven't spent a reaction? Mm -mm. No. No? You can move up to half your speed without provoking opportunity attacks. Sweet. The mounted group leaves. Oh! That was fantastic because... <laughs> wait, do you have another attack coming? I I, I do, but I think I'm out. That's fantastic because next up are the zombies, and I just rolled a regular hit and a critical hit against you, Olgram. But that doesn't happen. You just moved out of range, and they've got to try and chase you, and they're very slow. And next up is... Puck. Nicely done. Um, Clever. I like it. Movement, movement. I mean, I guess go... Get, get where you can go through the portal let's if you want. Go through the portal. All right, the portal's getting narrow, and your bare form charges through. Uh, Olgrim, you have to duck a little bit, and the two of you are through the portal into a nice stone wide chamber, and then just splashing in some of the black water. The portal's bottom lip, if you will, was lower than the water earlier, so gallons of this muddy water spilled in, but now that it's shrunk in size, um, you're just stepping on wet stone. Uh, Avius, you are running like crazy. You race past Elmon, who is just firing, covering shots, covering fire behind. You get through the portal, and Elmon, you then jump through the portal right as it comes closed 
Uh, and everything is quiet. It is lit. It is bright. Um, but there are no nasty things trying to kill you. And what you see in this space you have arrived at is this room. 100 ghouls. <laughs> <laughs> this room is a duplicate of the last one you just left. But it's nearly pristine with dry, bright stone. Um, instead of coming down the stairs into the room like you did before, there's the a wall where the portal just was that is now closed behind you. Um, what else was I going to say? Uh, you step on wet stone. You can see a large unlit brazier swinging gently in the center of the room. There are long, curved, what look like seating areas for a large group to sit around this brazier. Um... Uh, set up. There are uh, lots of lanterns, though, that are lit up that are casting light around into the room. And on the far wall, on the opposite wall, is a strange, tallish metal contraption. Don't light the brazier. (laughs) (laughs) Out of the fire and into the very clean and pristine room. Uh, and Olgrim starts walking around. Oh, the stone is lovely. And uh, I would like to analyze the age of the stone. Okay. Or determine its properties. Make a uh, history roll. I keep saying lore. History roll. Maybe you would like to do a... 16? Um, go ahead, uh, Avius. I don't... I'm not adding bonus blessing onto that, right? Uh, you are not. It's attack and saving okay. through rolls. Attack and saving. So 16. <clears throat> Natural, 20. Natural 20. Nice. Ogrim, you identify this as being 400 years old, and it is the same time frame you believe the other place is. Okay. You believe the room you're in is within the temple structure you came from, but this is, but not physically connected in any way, um, just portally connected. And as you look around, there are no other exits that you can see currently from this large chamber. All right. Avius, you identify this, um, uh, you've already identified this religion. Do you recall what it was? Uh, there was, uh, Ozarek, the God of truth. Oh, you're able to identify now seeing some symbols and sigils, sigils on the floor more clearly that this is still the forgotten god, Ozarek, god of truth. Not necessarily god of nicety, just the god of truth. And this is a big meeting area where they can uh, meet for lots of prayers and uh, expose truths as needed for their followers' benefits or the benefit as they saw it for the world. What would you guys like to do? You said there was some sort of contraption somewhere? Yes. Um, wall. Moving cautiously, Elmon will start to approach that. Okay. It is a... You're over on that side of the room. It's a metal framework attached to the wall of iron and some uh, interesting panels of colored panels of metal that you're not too familiar with and it's in the outline of the wide portal 
that you came from in the other room, if that makes any yeah. sense. So if this was a echo of that room, this would be where that portal was, but now it's a metal frame uh, that's there. Um, does it, like... <clears throat> oh, there's also a body at the foot of the wall here. Oh, okay. Um, so remembering Careful what happened to Puck uh, recently, I will be wary of a trap there. Okay. Um, the body, does it look recent? Uh, make a medicine roll. And the other thing that I want to know is based off like the dust in the room and stuff. Has this room been occupied recently? Does it look like it's currently, you know, like, you know, would be in use sometime soon? But all right. First off, medicine roll would be a 16. It is a body of a ghoul and it is the back half of a ghoul. So imagine a ghoul that has been split straight down. Probably by the portal. Straight down the middle. Boards on, like whatever it is, laterally. Okay. Like back half. Oh, I assume once I got through the portal, did the leeches? What happened to oh. the leeches? Uh, yeah, the, yeah rip them. We totally forgot about that. Leeches. How does that work when I I had the leeches as puck and I turned into the bear? When I turn back into puck, am I gonna have leeches? <laughs> How does that work? That's a great question. Uh, we will say that you lost half the leeches and half of them stayed with the bear form. Okay. So how many just... I have, well, there's three, so I have... We round down in this system. So you one. take one point of damage, and then you got rid of that. Okay. How many did you have, Elma? Six. Six. Uh, roll a d3. What forms can you take? So one, two will be one, three, yeah. four, five, six. Six, so three. Okay, so you took three, three points off. of damage. And, and took three off. Right. So that's down to 20, 24. Okay. And then next again, round, three. So I got rid of two. So you take one more point of damage, and then it's gone after that. Okay. All right, you guys. Yeah. So there's a couple moments of spastic, as though there's a spider in the room type freaking <laughs> out, of patting the stuff off of you. Okay. What would you like to do? I'm so, gonna cast a second level cure light wounds on myself. That's pretty big for you. Yeah. <laughs> Sixteen. Damn. What? Nice. Puck just yeah. steps back. <laughs> nice. 16, so that'll be 39 yep. is where I'm at. Okay. <clears throat> um, so I'm over there investigating that. Uh, I had asked if the room was used. Did I roll natural 20 on that or something? No. No? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that was a nice try. <laughs> Uh, so investigation. Yes. Uh, 18. 18. The room has shown signs of use, you think, sometime in the last um, few months, but not a lot of use. Okay. And very little when there was. Just okay. a couple footsteps around uh, this contraption. Okay. And around the uh, brazier. Yeah, so what's all this then? I don't know. I have no idea what all this is. This contraption have levers, switches, or anything to indicate its operation? You may make a... I don't know. I think let's do invest... No, let's do lore. It's lore. Lore being history. Dang it! 
<laughs> History. History. History says 11? 11. Um, you don't see much of anything, Olgrim. He rips some sections off. <laughs> don't need this. I'm an efficiency expert. I mean, if there's nothing else going look on, I mean, you could look at it, too. Do it. 21. 21. You are... That was your lore, your history, history. role. Dang it. You see uh, this contraption has... Uh, you're not sure how it functions. You don't see any uh, levers or switches like Olgrim was looking for. What you do see is attached to it are... Two, what was I going to say? Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Two uh, Wakreen panels. Uh, they're used in construction of permanent portals by people who are not highly magically inclined, so it helps offset their lack of magical ability. Um, and if removed carefully, they can be worth quite a bit to the right buyer back in the city. What's the name of the Wakreen, W-E-C-R-I-N-E. It's a type of metal. Oh. Kind of got this yellowish uh, gold color to it. So where are we and how do we get out of here? Uh, these are quite, quite rare uh, panels that make up this, this fixture. It's used uh, to make a, a permanent portal of sorts. And suppose we could try to determine how to go through it. What's the spacing on these portals? What do you mean? Uh, are they within reach? And are they close together or very far apart? There's no portals that you can see. The the panels. Sorry, not portals. Panels. panels. They are uh, slotted in the uh, left side and then the right side. So a wagon's width, whatever that is, 8, 10 feet wide. Um, Puck's going to take a Puck form again. Okay. And, um, light the, the brazier. All right, so with Be your cantrip. Be careful, mm-hmm. Puck. Puck, you light up the brazier and shoo, a portal appears on the original wall where you came from and uh, dark water starts to spill in. Oh, where we came from? Where you came from. Dark water starts to... I'm going to shut it down. Hold on, I haven't finished describing it. (laughs) Dark water starts to spill in, and you can see a dark room beyond it. The portal is staying open this time, and it's not closing like the last time. And you can see no movement and no undead on the other side, where you would expect them to be right there charging in. There's nothing. It's smooth, still water. Other than the water that's now pouring it. So if I that use, water's still dark. Yeah. If I use the same cantrip to put the fire out, does the portal go away? I don't know. You want to yeah, try that? Yes. Yeah. So that's why I'm gonna put the put it out. All right. You do so, and um, as you do so, you hear Avius just going, "Wait, wait, wait!" And it's too late. You've turned it off because Avius now around the contraption, another portal opened up. Uh huh. You saw something briefly. You weren't sure what. It's another space, and then boom, it's gone. Uh. Okay, um, it opens up both portals, apparently. Did I even, I, I probably didn't even see. No. Uh, you opened up the portal. Fuck, you opened up this, this portal here. We going forward? 
Well. There's no other exit. We go back where we came from, which looks different, but the same. There's there's no there's no there's no Can you define that a little better? There's none of the guys we were just fighting are there. <clears throat> it, it looks to be that way. Uh Olgram gets close to the portal and peers through at a much closer Which one? Range. The back one. The back one. The one we came through. You head over there, you sidestep the water that's still just gushing in. But then you just close it? Oh, yeah, he closed it. Yeah, it's a wall. Oh. So, I can, I'll, well, hold up. He's just snapping his fingers just, and flicking it on and off and on and off. He can digitate all day. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Why don't we... Olgrim and I will cover the portal that we just came from to look in and make sure that there's no immediate danger. Um... Avius, you can check out the other portal to see what's there. If anybody hollers um, to put out the flame, you can put out the flame and shut the portals down. And then we can kind of make a decision after we see what we're looking at from from both ends. What's the safe word? Banana. Oh, I like it. Uh, before I do that, I'm a little beat up, so I'm going to take care of that real quick. Big heel? Uh, 17. Hey. He had to show up, the elf. <laughs> Casting that at third level, though. Yes. <laughs> that's, a first, that's a first level heal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'll uh, relight the, the brazier. All right, Puck's in the middle of this uh, brightly lit room. Zoom. The brazier is lit up. It has plenty of fuel. And uh, bow out and like arrow drawn. Okay, and Olgram, you're with him on the original side of the room you came through. Correct. Is that right? I don't know if I'm right with you because you're, don't you need like range or something? No, you guys are right there. All right. All right, the portal opens up and dark water starts pouring in and pouring in. You guys are off to the side, not getting too wet. And what were you looking for? You see no ghouls. You see the dark room beyond. You can just barely see the brazier in the old original room there um, uh, is unlit, just hanging there and no movement. Nothing. I mean, but it looks exactly like the room that we were in. As as far as I can tell, that goes back to where we were. Yes. You can see the last few steps that you hopped over to get there. Any any ghoul corpses or anything where uh, like they died? No. Was that brazier lit in the next room? In the <coughs> portal you're looking through, it is a dark room. Nothing's lit up. Wasn't it lit when we left? Yeah, yeah but it was also closing. It. Once it closed, it probably went out, and there wasn't a lot of fuel. Okay, we got nothing over here. What do you got, Avius? And Avius, you're at the far end of the room looking through the portal at the contraption, right? Uh-huh. All right. You see a portal to an entirely new location. Uh, It is the interior of a mausoleum made of white and green marble. Several sarcophagi uh, can be seen. They're sealed off uh, with nameplates on there that read uh, names like D. Lewardson, H. Lewardson, names you haven't heard before. Uh, you can see heavily filtered daylight coming in through glass windows. That's a glass dome over the mausoleum that comes down through. Um, there's also a plaque near the heavy iron door that reads Necropolis construction date 652 IA, which is a year of uh, 
the Empire, so um, it's uh, about a hundred years old, by your guess. And you recall the knight who wrestled with Olgrim in the mud pit mentioned he worked at a place called the Necropolis back in the city of Tullus. Ooh. Do I see a brazier? You look, you see no brazier. You uh, see a uh, doorway that is uh, inside this mausoleum. There's a doorway, uh, sorry, door that opens, a metal door that opens. And as it opens, you hear a man cry out in pain. In this doorway is a hooded skeletal figure uh, wearing a reddish robe. And behind him in this smaller room, again, this is inside this new portal area. It's a mausoleum. There's another room beyond that, is a man hanging from chains. The figure, the skeletal figure, speaks out angrily. Your orders were to... Who are you? And he looks at you, Avius. Banana. (laughs) (laughs) I am... Avius Catorum, who are you? Hearing that, uh... You really gotta stop giving out your name. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying. It's gonna come back to us. No, I, I have Equifax. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> I have life luck. Um, hearing that, Elmon will turn and see what's going on. All right, you want to go over in that direction? Yeah. Okay. Elmon, you're going over there. Um... Avius, you can see the front half of a ghoul's body is laying on the other side of this portal. And you can also sense that this portal that you're looking at is quivering and it will disappear within moments. It oh, is, I'm not I'm not through it, I'm just looking. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's uh it's not stable. You think it was not designed to be opened up twice in such a quick fashion as has just happened with the relighting. Uh, and if you have any interest in going through, uh, you have enough time to go through and no one else will have time I to go through. I do not. Okay. Not ready for adventure? <laughs> <laughs> With moderation! <laughs> <laughs> the skeletal figure steps a few steps closer into the mausoleum and looking, um, tilting its skeletal hooded head and looking past you. Uh, Avius into the portal, trying to figure out what's going on. How close is Puck? Puck, you are a hundred feet from either portal in the middle of the room. Okay. <clears throat> Do I have a clear line of sight on this thing? Um, not quite. Avius is blocking it. You can kind of see the figure, and the figure can kind of see you. Uh, can the, I kind of get a bow shot at it? Not yet. However, the figure will speak. And he speaks not to you, Avius. He speaks beyond you and into the lit room behind you and says, you struck our king amongst the towers and now we have earned your name, Elmon. (laughs) And the portal that he's at collapses just as an arrow hits the wall (laughs) that is left behind and we will stop there for tonight. Having made allies of the Bogligs, and in Puck's case, more than just allies, the heroes discovered a strange man calling out to a monstrous water beast. On their way back to the city, the adventurers stopped by an old temple to explore its depths. 
Finding a room covered in both water and undead, they leapt through a portal into a nearly identical room. From there, they looked through a second portal and got a peek at a skeletal man who called out Elmon by name. Thank you, Christopher, Chris, Seth, Tim, and thank you listeners for joining us on the show. And if you want to help out the podcast, let a friend know about us or post a recommendation online for others to help find us. And leave us a comment on our website, gloriousbards.com or our social media accounts, and let us know what you think of the episode. All music has been officially licensed or used through Creative Commons as listed on our website. And if you're interested in the sound effects you heard, check out the great sounds at sirenscape.com. What does the skeletal man behind the portal mean to the adventurers? Will they seek out the lost merchant friend, or will they head straight back to the city of Tallis to get into even more trouble? Until next time.